Hey everybody, this is Ian. I just wanted to hop in real quick with a content warning for this episode. This episode is our Halloween episode, so things get spooky, things get creepy, things get gross, and things get squicky. And we want to be sure that everyone feels comfortable and safe. And so, just giving you a rundown of what's going on in this episode that is out of our usual kind of tone and style, so that if this is not your jam, you know that, and we don't surprise you, because that would fucking suck. So, there is some graphic violence and accompanying gore in this episode. Both of these are far more explicit than they usually get in the main campaign episodes. The other big thing is that there is some mind control and or brainwashing that happens, and that raises a whole thorny nest of consent issues, which are lightly touched upon in this episode towards the end. So if any of that is not your jam, we totally get it, and it's not a problem. You... Don't need to worry about missing any like big plot points that would affect the primary campaign, because if any of those do cross over, we will be sure to flag them and explain them as needed during those mainline campaign episodes so you don't have to listen to something you are not comfortable listening to. And we will miss you, and we hope you have a happy Halloween, and we also hope to see you next week. And... For everyone who is ready to keep on rolling, we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to Primary Attribute, we're a Castles and Crusades actual play podcast, and this is our Halloween episode, which I'm super fucking excited about. My name is Ian, I'm the GM, and I use they-them pronouns. Uh, hi, my name is Adam, I play as Vons. I didn't have time to come up with a spooky alternative name for Vons or whatever in case we were doing that, so uh, we both use he-him pronouns. I'm Erin. I play Erisine. I use she or they pronouns, and Erisine uses she, her pronouns. Erisine's a half-elf socialite who has a lot of knives and social skills. I am uh, Kelly. I play Wealthy Taylor. I am a halfling wizard. I um, We both use she, her pronouns, and um, I have no idea what we're getting into. <laughs> And I'm wet I, for me. Sorry, I was cackling. Wait, go ahead. I'm sorry, <laughs> I cut off your cackling. Cackle away. Ah ha ha ha. Good. I'm wit. I play Grix, the kobold illusionist slash mechanic. We both use he/him pronouns, and uh, Grix is excited to go bobbing for iron rations. <laughs> I like it. So, it was a dark and dark night on the arcs, and it is the late evening of the Fall Harvest Festival, which, because there are so many religions and cultures that entered on the arcs, involves a whole mess of things going on. You got your, your bobbing for iron rations. <laughs> you have the market halls are usually all decked out. Little kids running around trick-or-treating. There's actually a bunch of stuff out on the plazas and in the fields on these evenings, or on this evening, um, because harvests and being outdoors, and all of that. And that runs really late into the night, and 
it is real fun for everybody except for the guardians who hate it because <laughs> it's like great hundreds of people in a dangerous area just what i wanted but we are not out on the plazas we are instead in the home of one ericene mathenwe because because ericene is a socialite and had to go to many parties tonight and is done with that shit for the evening and this is kind of the after party because Ericene has decided that instead of hanging with stuffy rich people she doesn't actually like that much, she will instead hang with her friends. Which apparently include all of you, so congratulations. Woo! Yay! So, you know, we're talking like it's getting close to midnight, everyone's a little bit drunk. Um, Ericene, you managed to duck out with Jaspar and Tilia. Uh-huh. We've also... You got Photios in the mix, managed to come on down, uh-huh. and you have Grix and Wealthy and Vons, and all of you are hanging out. Your house has kind of, has a bunch of shit, but there's kind of one main sitting area thing, and as far as you can tell, you know, all the servants have gone home. When you, you know, left the party, your parents and grandparents were still there, or your parent and your mom and grandparents were still there. So, um, you have the house to yourself, which is part of why you could have everyone over right now. Uh-huh. And there was no party here, so everything's been pretty quiet, and uh-huh. you're mostly just drinking and hanging out and having a good time with everybody. It's been pretty casual so far. I think everyone's getting a little deeper in their cups than they were originally, and not that I want to tell y'all how to play your characters, uh, Grix, Vons, and Wealthy, and an NPC that does not need to be narrated, got here not having been at a giant social soiree before. How drunk are you when you get here, if any? And how fast are you drinking? So Grix came wondering what kind of party this was and thinking it was more like a wild, uh, like a rambunctious party, uh, and then got here and is now sitting in a sitting room. Grix has never been in a sitting room before. To, uh, to so clarify, the, this is as close to a living room as Saracen's house gets. So, you're sprawled on couches and chairs and stuff, but it's not like a formal thing. At least one person's probably chilling on the floor. But, sorry, so Grix has never been in a sitting room, and then I cut you off. Uh, so Grix has never been in a sitting room. Grix brought a giant jug of uh, cider that now, like, it's almost as big as he is. He had to, like, lug it in. Mm-hmm. Now he's, like, he feels... Out of place. I think Photios is sharing cider with you, if that's okay. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. It's for sharing, of course. Yeah. Oh, why? I think I'm going to drink two gallons of cider by myself. I mean, one and a half, maybe, but... Just saying, um, Photios is hanging with you a little bit, because... I'm, I'm a little scared to sit down, even. Aww. <laughs> and, like, I keep, like, looking at my, my talon claws. Can I, like, notice... Do I... Would I notice that? Absolutely. Possibly. Yeah. I'm going to be like, Grix, don't worry. Like, we'll just, there's nothing, this is like the, this is not like the, the fancy sitting room. Oh, you got, you got more than one room for sitting in? Well, there's the bar. Unfor- that's next door. <laughs> yeah, basically. No, don't worry about it. Wealthy, on uh, the other hand, is not drinking very much at all, because Wealthy knows what happens when Wealthy drinks too much. <laughs> that is very fair. Had I considered <laughs> that, yeah, this is a 
so far a more chill time than last time you were all doing this. <laughs> and are you you chilling? You relaxed, or you're just like, oh god, Ericene's there. Oh god. <laughs> um, there's a certain amount of that, but you know, I'm getting over it. I'm better at about it. I mean, you know, I dread the day when she's actually going to want to talk to me about it. But you know, oh, poor wealthy, and uh, Vaughn's making concerted effort to be the second least drunk person here. That is fair. It's Vons. How is Vons relaxing with groups at this point? Uh, he doesn't. He's always hyper aware of his surroundings and a little bit to a bit of an anxious point. So he's never comfortable. And, uh, and for some reason, like paranoid of, uh, of even his safety to a degree, cause mixed groups, lots of people. Oh, buddy. He's, yeah. So he's always doing that, like, that thing where he's trying to keep his back to walls and be quiet and. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Tilia is drunk cause Tilia is amazing at being drunk. She can ride like that perfect level. Of uh-huh, smashed enough to uh-huh. be ridiculous, but like not throwing up. Honed for years, can do that for eight hours straight. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, she's <laughs> technically a professional drinker in some ways. <laughs> so I think Jasper is also drunk, but is currently at least the kind of drunk where you get really helpful. So <laughs> he's like going and grabbing more stuff from the kitchen and all that. You know, refreshing people's drinks, grabbing stuff out. Yeah, and, you know, you knew his kitchen front to back. He knows yours. Like, <laughs> So he's probably basically, he's one of the people that you trust to go fuck around in your house and not break anything. At least is what I assume. Jasper is? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Jasper has. Jasper and Tilia actually both have free reign of my house. Tilia only when she's half as drunk as she currently is. Mostly because <laughs> there was. The soup incident. <sighs> There was an incident. Yeah. We don't we, <laughs> we, we don't like to talk about it. About it. Yeah. yeah. We we didn't talk for like two months once because that's how much in trouble I got. Damn. Grix actually knows about the incident. Grix didn't know it was you, because we hadn't met at the time. <laughs> but it was so bad that maintenance got called in. So oh, yeah. oh my gosh. City yeah, maintenance. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So I'd actually been to the Mayfinwe estate, but uh I just didn't know it. Because, whatever, one alpha state. So it's one of those things where you walked in, and you're like, oh, right, I helped redo this foyer or something. Oh, yeah. You go, yeah, I know this place. Uh, my, my initials are carved on the back of this tile. <laughs> and pff, I think Photios is just sitting near Ericene. Possibly on the floor, because Ericene, or Ericene, Photios is fucking tall as hell. <laughs> I guarantee that there is not a piece of furniture in this room that would be suitable for a Minotaur to sit in. And I... Basically, I knew that going in, and I found, like, basically the biggest, fluffiest pillow that I could find from probably my mom's room t- for him to, like, and brought it in here for like, him to, like, sit on. Because I was like, we don't have, there's nothing, there's nothing in this house that... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my, my grandparents would not <laughs> have anything that he could sit on. Maybe Important like plus. a very large bench, but those 
aren't really movable out of the foyer. You could probably move them, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you don't want to really rearrange your furniture. Yeah. Important question that just popped into my head for my perception of the evening. Are your grandparents home? Ericene has the house to herself. Okay. No, because they're all still at the parties. That yeah. Okay, I that's what I figured. Before. That's what I figured. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No. We will not be running into my grandparents. I would okay. not want to inflict them on anyone in this group. The true horror episode. Yeah. Jasper and Tilia definitely were at the same parties that yes. my grandparents and I were at. And ooh, they are. My grandparents are like a drink unto themselves to get through it for sure. most people who are not me. Sure. <laughs> or at least are in your friend group. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So Grix is at like half. Anxiety, then. Not full anxiety. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And Photios is a slightly cuddly drunk if Ericene is into that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Dope. I mean, I'm being as respectful as possible around wealthy, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> if if Photios around not getting drunk, not around his kid is a cuddly, then Ericene is like, yeah, I'll, you know, you can like lean on me and I'll like, you know, play with your like little, you know. Cow, cow floop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is definitely also the drunkest you've seen photos. He's not super drunk, just he was barely drinking last time because <laughs> he was managing a bunch of people and his kid. Uh-huh. Yeah, so you're all chilling, you're having a good time. And Ericene, you hear a piercing chime that you have heard before. Uh huh. And you hear kind of this swoop sound. And do you know what both of those are? Okay. You know that that means that your estate's basically panic lockdown has gone off, which <laughs> tends to go off. It's usually an extra layer that's turned on uh, during the storms. Okay. And it's, it's automatically triggered by those. It can technically be manually triggered, and it has to be manually turned off. For a second, Vons is certain that this has something to do with him, that the house is aware of his presence and isn't happy about it. (laughs) I love it. Detected how much money was in your wallet. (laughs) And it's arresting you (laughs) until the authorities come. Okay. No. um, Okay, so just to confirm what I believe that you have said, mm -hmm. this is an alarm that goes off that locks down the house. Yes. Usually it would be triggered during a locked during like a a city lockdown. Yes. And it basically is like a second layer of protection for the house. Exactly. Have I ever heard it go off not during an actual like full on lockdown? Probably a couple of times, but just like testing. Okay. Oh, it's like a, so it's like a, it's like a, like a a fire test. Yeah. Like testing, testing the fire system. Okay. And making sure that everything, you know, works the way everyone expects it to. Your grandfather is weirdly strict about that. Like, I don't know. I don't think you actually interact with him that much, but like, he he takes these drills very seriously. (laughs) So like, you, you know, the whole thing, you know, like everything about this. Okay. You've been walked through all of it. So I know how to like go manually turn it off now that it's gone off for reasons that I don't know yet. Yes, theoretically. 
Okay. Oh, also to clarify. So A, this, this has to be turned off for you to exit this building at all. You don't have that many windows. But yes. All the windows and the doors have a miniature version of the same setup that the city has, where it activates essentially a permanent stone shape enchantment to just put a rock wall fused with the wall around it mm. in place where the door was. That's that's effective. Yep. Good seal, too. Does that work? There's a couple yeah. of vents and stuff, but... <laughs> oh, okay, vents. Okay, I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's some vents. Also, it's a big house. Yeah, it takes a long like, time for this place to get stuffy. Like, I think there have probably been times where this went off while you were holding parties, and, like, it actually worked out okay. Yeah, someone was smoking a doobie in the bathroom and yeah. set off the... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you know that everything is locked down. There's no exits out right now that you can activate. And do you know how to deactivate this in theory? Oh, okay. The problem with this whole setup is that the startup and shutdown bit is in your grandfather's study, which you are not allowed into, unless there's an emergency and you can get your grandmother and mother to also agree to this. Each of you has a basically an enchanted stone, you know, set in gold and silver that can go into a slot on the study door. And if all three of those are present, then it will unlock. Your, grand okay. your grandmother has a special thing that she can do where basically if there's fewer than the three, there are basically that same panel thing that Grix ran into with the measuring tools where you can rearrange the crystals into one of eight slots. Uh-huh. You can do that. And if you have the right basically passcode, then you can okay. get in with just one other one and your grandfather's just unlocks it immediately. Okay. But he keeps it on him, so Yeah. Yeah. And, and you and you aren't set up with the passcode and you're not you've never been positive if your mother is. But it's only an eight by eight square, right? It's only an eight by eight grid. Um it's a series of basically there's four slots for like kind of the standard set and then there's a six by eight. So six, six by eight. Six uh six columns. Six to the eighth power. Yeah. Say six columns and eight options per column. So uh we're only looking at uh one point seven million combinations. That's fine. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, so and, and you know where your one of these keys in is. Yes, I'm sure I do. It's, uh, it's I'm in sure your I, room. I'm sure I keep it in like, you know like I always keep it in a very specific place. So I feel like this is the kind of thing that I would have gotten really bored when I was a child and tried to figure out where my mother and grandmother kept theirs. Mm -hmm. Can I roll to see if I if that was effective? Yeah, make an intelligence check. See how specific it gets. Ooh, um, I rolled a 15 total and that's a prime attribute. Okay, you know for sure that it is in... See, your, your grandmother's, it's harder to remember. You know it is in some sort of drawer. Like, basically, you know, um, you don't remember exactly where your grandmother's is. But for both of them, you know it is in one of the pieces of furniture in their personal suites. Okay. But you know that your mother, at least, had a tendency to move it around. Because she would just kind of toss it aside while looking for other stuff. And then sure. put it back in the same place. 
and uh-huh. you can't remember if it was in your grandmother's um there's a desk in her sitting room that she uses or if it was in her jewelry box set up in the bedroom okay and so you know she keeps most of her important documents in that desk yeah i <laughs> um i tell everybody like okay so the for some reason the alarm like lockdown thing like the security system was activated who knows why i mean maybe there's <gasps> maybe there's someone in here with us kerosene <laughs>, laughs really hard <laughs> did you explain that it it's normally a storm thing at some point in here yeah i would have explained that yeah uh could there be a storm and the city didn't go off for some reason I don't know, maybe. Fun fact, you have a way to look outside that no one else usually does. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's right. We have that giant, like, diamond uh, <laughs> window. fucking yes. window yep. in the ballroom. It's in the ballroom on the second floor. There's a balcony that runs. There's a ballroom? There yeah, is. Yeah, there is. That's pretty fancy. Oh, uh, what kind of ball games do you play? <laughs> um, usually just sports ball. Ah, sports ball. I love sports ball. Big fan of sports ball. Yeah. I love when, uh, I love when they get a, uh, a down through the posts. <laughs> My yeah. favorite thing is that Griggs has played one of the ball-based games in yeah. the city. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I don't think this is it. Uh-huh. That's fine. Sorry. And as a meta note for people who are not Aaron, Aaron slash Aerosene now has access to a map of the house. I do. Oh. Which really makes a lot of sense. There's a smoking room. There is. That is the men and their cigars <laughs> bullshit room. Fucking yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be like. I drew this map and hated we... people. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, that reminds you, because you said, it. I thought of this joke, and now I'm going to share it, because jokes with prefaces are always the best, because you said that, you know, everything tell- it's super fucking big. That map is not to scale. Uh-huh. The ballroom's way bigger than it appears uh-huh. on that map. And, like, there's wood paneling everywhere, and you probably have wood flooring. Yeah, yeah. I would say we have, like, really fancy, like, parquet. Damn. Inlaid. With, like, multiple different kinds of, like, wood inlaid. Yeah. Especially in the ballroom. Like, the ballroom is, like, almost a mesmerizing pattern. Yeah, does it have almost par- like a mosaic feel? Yeah, it you feel like you are looking at eternity. I love it. Yeah. But yeah, so Erisane's house is basically a crime against humanity in a limited <laughs> resource area. <laughs> uh-huh. This has been previously established. I just really wanted to say <laughs> that it was it a has. crime against it humanity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, a crime against intelligent life anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um. so uh-huh. what do you all do? Uh... Well, uh, I can, uh, I can go take a look at the mechanism and see if there's a way to open it. If you all want to look for the other keys or whatever. Would I know? So I'm, there's, I've got, I, I must have tried to get into his office, like into his study before. Like I had to have. Yeah. So my question is, when I tried to get into his study, I know that 
I've tried like a ton of combinations, but like what happens when I, when you try combinations and they don't work? It just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. It doesn't like lock you out. No, you don't do three and then BitLocker locks you out. Okay. And then you keep going and it like locks you out for exponentially longer and longer. <laughs> and you have to call someone at 6 p.m. on a Friday. Hi, listeners. I yeah. work in IT. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Well, there's 1.7 million combinations, so we're not going to do that. But I'm going to see if there's a way I can like short circuit the system. So as a note for what Ericene knows for sure, it relies on the same stone shape magic as the lockdown doors. Albeit much more graceful. So it kind of like melts and stretches open in a real pretty pattern that looks actually like vines. Like basically vine patterns grow out of it and then separate. Like locking into the door frame and then unlocking it unlocks the Yeah, ba- vines. basically when you when you unlock it, the flat wall that the whole you know key setup is in basically turns into vines made of stone and separates. And then when you relock it, those vines go back together and then the whole thing flattens out into a smooth wall. Cool. So there's no easily accessible mechanism, but you could try fiddling with the magic stuff. I'm going to go do that. Do some of the rest of you want to look for other ways in? the Like the keys? Why don't we have like... Maybe like Vons and Tilia go, or like Vons and Jasper, because they're like BFFs now, um, go and look in my mom's room. Jasper is not currently present. Oh, where did he go? The kitchen. He was getting stuff. Oh, I'll like yell over to the kitchen and be like, Jasper! You get no response. We all start yelling, Jasper! 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 Vons is just going to go to where Jaspar is. Because <laughs> right. the kitchen sounds like a fun place anyway. Yeah, so you don't actually know where the kitchen is, but you do know the door. Aristine is like, the kitchen is just like through that door and across the hall. And then down another hall and then... <laughs> no, it, oh, it's wait, pretty you have cl- the map in front of you, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. I do, I do have the map in front of me. Yeah, That's so. why I just like yelled across the hall. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> you head to that door. The um, The kitchen door is, you know, offset. 10, 20 feet down the hallway. Because you wouldn't want to look into the kitchen and see the help while you were in the sitting room. That would be awful. You head on into the kitchen. So, Vons, you don't know Jasper that well. But you're pretty sure both halves of his sternum were next to each other last time you saw him. Oh. Instead of, like, you know, two, three feet apart. And that he had his organs oh, no. inside his body. <laughs> Jasper is on what? the kitchen island. Jasper is very much not alive. <laughs> or so you would guess. I'll just poke him a little just to make sure. <laughs> he continues to have been split open from basically clavicle to hip and spread out and like skin pinned back, arms and legs strapped down. He doesn't look great. Like middle oh, school uh, dissection time? Kind of, yeah. But usually when you do dissections, you don't leave some of the organs in and some of the intestines kind of falling out over the table to one side. And No. Ah, oh, Jasper! Vons <laughs> shakes his head there. at you're the sloppiness there. of the work. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Vons just shakes his head at the sloppiness of the work that it's 
how how <laughs> like unclean this whole situation like uh dude organize this was one of your fucking friends you monster <laughs> do you tell anyone or go get people or do you just sit there prodding at this deck <laughs> um yeah the shock is is uh is still a factor here so yeah Vaughn's yeah Vaughn's is going to uh walk back his anxiety now being entirely confirmed maybe, maybe he's trembling a little bit at this point uh he he walks in and uh back into where the rest of the crew is and is says, t- I, don't, I don't think Tilly is still here yeah okay just wanted to make sure <laughs> I've been trying to like convince Tilia that she should go instead with Vaughn's and hmm. won't that be an exciting NPC PC relationship <laughs> um, but then Vaughn's comes in yeah Vaughn's is really fucking up your floor little bloody paw prints what the hell so what? um I I didn't have uh, any any time to uh, he's he won't be helping um I I don't know what happened he's Aerosine's just going to like go in the Aerosine like barely hears what Vaughn's saying cuz she's like he's taking a I don't know what he's talking about clearly I need to go see what's going on in the kitchen with Jasper Maybe he's burned the cheese puffs or something. I don't know. Um, so Aerosene will go in the uh, over into the kitchen. Aerosene knows for sure that Jasper liked to keep the blood inside his body. Well, his bloody cheese puffs. <laughs> <laughs> Black pudding cheese puffs. <laughs> Jasper's so rude. He fucked up the snacks. Aerosene goes to the kitchen door, looks in, and just goes... <laughs> I, like, just freeze and try to, like, calm myself down. (laughs) And I don't know about everybody else, but the second I hear her, I'm headed towards the door. I'm headed for her. All right. Guessing that Photios also jumps up and runs. Let's see. Well, Fonz, are you still hanging out in here? Or did you kind of drift back with Aerosene? No, Fonz is not interested in going back in that kitchen. Okay. So, Aerosene has dashed over there. Wealthy has heard her scream and is dashing over there. I come to a stop and I look underneath her arm and I go, oh shit, that's bad. Grix, what are you doing? Vaughn's appears to be staying put, which is why I I, uh, I, I I follow up. I follow in. And I draw my club. Wand. Which? <laughs> why do you have that with your civilian clothing? I have told you that I carry it with me everywhere. Yes, um, you had it when you were It has drinking. a loop that fits on my belt. And, uh... Some sort of safety cover. Yeah. it's not in use. Yeah, like a... Yeah. Yeah, like a sleeve. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, Grix heads back. Uh, Vaughn's is kind of hanging there. Uh, Vaughn's high or low? I will go low. Alright, uh, Tilia is staying with you. And (laughs) Photios heads over. Well, that's... That's nice of her. (laughs) She she seems a little bit frozen. I don't think she's ever heard Aerosene yell like that before. No, definitely like, not. Eyes wide as no. dinner plates, but she's in the room with you. And I think Fodius kind of gives you a look as he of just like worry, but 
heads over to as soon as Ericene like recovers herself, she goes immediately to whatever knives she can find and starts passing them out. Yeah, <laughs> to anyone who doesn't have a weapon. Congratulations, She's pulling everyone. knives okay. out of the butcher block. Yeah, yeah basically. basically. I just start pulling as many knives as I can find, and I I I hand them to everyone who's there. Yep. And I'm like, okay, buddy system. All right. Yeah. Uh, and then I I buddy, I'll share with me. Thaddeus <laughs> <laughs> is looking between Grix and Aerosene uh, and Grix. And it's, a, it's, a, it's a master blaster type situation. Oh my god, no, that- <laughs> I don't- I barely know what that is. So, real quick though. Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome? Didn't see it. Oh my god. Oh yeah. I know so which good. one you're talking about. Uh Tina Turner with a crossbow. Anyway, carry on. So, Aerosene, who do you give the cleaver to? Oh, I- I keep the cleaver. <laughs> Alright. In that case- Oh wait, no, um, no. I give the cleaver to Photios. I give, like, the, you know, classic, you know, stabby knife uh, I keep for myself. <laughs> the biggest, the biggest, like, stabby knife I keep for myself. And then for wealthy, I give, like, the thinner, like, the carving knife, which is, like, a not as, like, you know, punchy, but it is, like, a good, like, slashy one. Who gets the bread knife? <laughs> <laughs> Ericene will bring the bread. Ericene will hold on to the bread knife and the like the paring knife um, okay. to yeah. give to Tilia and Vons. And the Santoku? Am I saying that right? <laughs> I don't know. Um, what it is, I mean, so. the Santoku is mine. It, basically, the Santoku would be mine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, everyone who is not Photios, uh, you're carrying a standard knife that is a 1D2. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, there's a reason Ericene has custom-made combat knives and not. Mm-hmm. And, and even my custom-made combat knives kind of suck. <laughs> also, these knives do not have the throw distance that a standard knife does in the book. You can't throw them. They're not balanced for it. No. Or you can't throw them. You have to crate for it to even work at all. What is Photios's knife? Uh, Photios's knife is being treated as a katar, which is really, really hinging on me remembering what a katar is correctly, but... It's a punching dagger. Or, no? Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, no, there's a cleaver in here, and it's a 1d4. Uh, okay. Thank you, incredibly extensive weapons list. These weapons would be... We would use, The mod would be strength. Yes. Mod is strength, including a negative. If you have that, but if you hit, you do a minimum of one damage. Okay. Cool. So, right. yeah, uh, you have a bunch of people who are armed. In a mysterious situation. Always a good idea. And how did Grix react to this whole scene in the kitchen? Did he actually say a thing about the cheese puffs? <laughs> no, that was a wit-making joke. I figured. Yeah, the, uh, the, uh, Grix is, Grix is really upset. Grix is, Grix is down. Like, this is, Grix is freaked out. He's quiet about it, but he's having, like, a little bit of, like, kind of, you know, flashback ptsd type Ooh, uh, yeah because there's there's horrors in the tunnels and plus the accident with my friend curl yeah that was probably not pretty at the end of it 
Yeah, uh, Aerithine, real quick, make a wisdom check. I rolled an 18 plus 5. Fucking shit. 23. I got 23. Holy cats. Yeah, I don't know. I have a, you know, plus plus 2 to my wisdom and plus 3 for my level, so yeah. I'm almost as wise as I am charismatic for some Hmm. reason. Unfortunately, that was a really good roll for a really minor thing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Basically, you see that Photios is keeping together, but is very, very shook. Like, <laughs> I don't blame him. We're all shook. Yeah, I'm more just saying that to the rest of you, it's probably not outwardly obvious. Sure. In the same way as, you know, Grix is turning green or freaking out and Fonz is just staring at a wall. <laughs> as I give Photios the the cleaver, I'll, I'm going to like put my hand on his arm and be like, it's going to be okay. We're going to figure this out, okay? Okay. I hope so. <laughs> Don't worry. So, with the buddy system, I I honestly, I truly think that wealthy going with Grix will work much <laughs> better. <laughs> Not just because I, I'm sure that Aerosene can tell wealthy still doesn't want to be in the same place alone with her. But also because Grix and Wealthy are both very much smaller. And so if shit goes down, they can hide together. Whereas Ericene and Photios won't be able to hide as easily if shit goes down and would be better for us to just run away. Yeah. All right. And it's easier for us to run away, I feel like. Whereas it's easier for Wealthy and Grix to hide together. Yeah. Because Photios can't hide. and No. <laughs> that just doesn't make any sense. So, um, Ericene has actually said all of this out loud because she <laughs> sure. is just stream of consciousnessing at this point. Sure, 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 sure. And she has fully dropped her, like, party girl voice because she is too freaked out to keep it up. <laughs> yeah. She's in promo. She's in, like, this. the shit is going down. Yeah. There's no... I have no I have no additional spoons to keep up any any appearance. <laughs> okay, so Wealthy and Grix are Ericene and Photios in a pair then, since they're runners. Yes. Okay, <laughs> and that leaves Vons and Tilia. Can I do an investigation? Can I like see what happened? Like can I can I see anything of what happened? Um yeah, roll an invest roll investigation. Uh roll I guess an intelligence check if you're taking your time on this. Relatively speaking. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to spend like a t- I don't want to spend more than like two minutes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's a seven total. Okay. You, there's a lot of blood, a lot of organs. It is a primary attribute, if that helps. It does not when it's that low, in this case. Okay. That's fine. Basically, yeah. It's something killed Jaspar and festooned the kitchen with most of his insides. Some of them are still kind of hanging out, but yeah, okay. you can't tell beyond your reasonably certain use some sort of sharp thing to cut him open and didn't just hit him with a club somehow, mm. but yeah, so nothing. The other thing I meant to mention is that because we're doing this as a one shot, just keep in mind there will probably be slightly simpler resolutions and simpler yeah, sure. setups than usual. Okay. Yes. That's cool. Sounds great. Yeah. I'm like... I don't know. He's he's dead. He's just dead. It. Uh, uh, I. 
we 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 got we got to get out of here. We we just got to get out of here. Let's 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 go let's go figure out how to get out of here. Yeah, we got to figure out how to get out of the lockdown. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we need we need the tokens. We need we need my token and my mom's token and my grandma's token. Okay. Um. Uh. Let's go back to the sitting room. But should we uh, split up and go get the tokens? Well, we need to get Vons and Tilia so that okay. they can uh, also yeah. help. Yeah. Yep. 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 We go. You go back to the sitting room, and Vons and Tilia are there. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, Vons and Tilia, you're gonna go into my mom's room, and you're gonna try to find her token. I think I know where it is, but you're probably still gonna have to like look around. I know exactly where mine is, so I'll go with Photios to my room, and then to my grandma's room, and get. Try to find her token. And she's like talking through all of this very reasonably, but she is like shaking as she is saying all of this. Here, drink this. <laughs> Some of that kerosene you're carrying around? No, it's cider. It's good. Oh. Aerosene like takes the jug and like upends it. You can like I'm assuming it's like a, a single, like a single finger loop jug. Yeah. Yep. Um, and she upends it exactly correctly, like, you know, over her- Over the shoulder, yep. Yeah, over the shoulder. And she drinks, like, a lot of it. Sure. It's low grade. It's, it's a- Yeah, it's totally. A, yeah. It's an all-night kind of, kind of drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's like, okay, thanks. Um, yeah. That was really tasty. At some point, I want to know where that came from so that I can get some more of it, but- um okay let's go and then she's going to take grix and wealthy over into the smoking room so that they can get started on at least like trying to figure out if there's anything that they can do to just like break into the study yeah without needing the tokens and then uh she'll go uh so she'll leave Grix and Wealthy, and everyone's going all together right now. Yeah. <laughs> Until we get upstairs. So, everyone is going, you have walked down the hallway from the... Actually, how did you get to the... Because you're back in the sitting room, which has two exits out of it. Which way do you want to take to get to the um, the entrance to the study through the smoking room? I'm guessing that the foyer is the one, is the room between the sitting room and the ballroom. Oh, yes. And then the the front door is at that at that at that end. It's at the bottom end, and that top end isn't okay. cl- actually closed off. No, I figured it's, that, just, that it's mostly covered by a yeah. stairwell that runs down the right hand side. Look for a link to the map in the show notes. Yeah, sure. We'll go out into the hall. Uh, into the hall because I'm guessing that we didn't see anything in the hall, or maybe you would have said something. Okay, that that back hallway. Yeah, the back hallway. Yeah, you don't see anything around here. And you head along that way. Yeah, we'll go down to the smoking room that way. If I, like, look down into the foyer, do I see anything? Uh, make... I guess it's a wisdom check, technically. Okay. Uh, that is a 12 total. Okay. And not prime for you. Nope. But you get a pretty big-ass bonus, because you are in your fucking house. You see something. Like, as you turn... 
you basically see motion but don't get any real look because it was kind of out of the corner of your eye. Uh, enter the ballroom from that foyer entrance. I'm going to be like, run! <laughs> and <laughs> take off running to the smoking room. Wait, so something came in the ballroom from the other side? No. Basically, you were taking this hallway that kind of runs behind at the back of the house, like behind the okay. foyer, and Aerosene saw something moving into the ballroom from the foyer area. Oh, got it. I saw movement from the foyer yeah. into the ballroom. Correct. Is a different... Yeah. Yeah. Which we're about to pass another, like, I'm guessing just archway out of the ballroom. Exactly. That is basically direct... That archway is basically directly across from the smoking room door, so we need to book it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm running. I will stop right on the other side of the smoking room door and, like, usher everyone in as I, like, look into the ballroom from there. That that isn't, like, closed off, is it? It's just, like, a, an archway into the ballroom? Definitely right now, yes. I think okay. it does have doors, but they're, they're normally left open. Okay. Ericene, you are, you know, ushering everyone into the smoking room. I think Photius is planning on going in last, besides you. Okay. So, you two are ushering everyone in. You look over at the ballroom, and you see... Uh, make an intelligence? Yeah, make an intelligence check. Oh, that's another dirty 20 on a prime. All right. You see, kind of, there's a large circle of fog in the ballroom, kind of towards... The opposite wall from where you are, but like centered along that wall. And you know, still many feet in front of it. And floating kind of above that fog is an elvish figure who is translucent and looks kind of like shit. Honestly, looks like they are soaking wet. And you recognize this person vaguely. Okay. Because you've only ever seen them in paintings. This is your great great grandmother staring at you with pure hatred. Can any of us eyes. who are in the in the ball in, can any of us who are in the smoking room see what's going on in the ballroom? Because the door hasn't been closed yet. Yes. Okay. You have a view. Um, I'm gonna flip her off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You succeed at flipping her off. I'm gonna be like, "Fuck you, Grandma." <laughs> doing here get out of here she cocks her head and makes a terrible moan that just fills like your brain it's it's not fun it's my great-grandmother your or two greats great-great-grandmother jesus christ is she doing anything i mean currently she's floating there looking angrily at you Oh, I gave out the paring knife, or the, yeah, like the, the short knife to Tilia, and what did I give? I gave something to, oh, I gave the bread knife to Vons. Sweet. I figured that Tilia would probably hurt herself if she had anything bigger than a paring knife. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> sure. And I, I'm sure I know her name, right? Yes. What's her name? Do you do you know her name? Because <laughs> I I'll, I'm happy to come up with one. Please do. 
is this my grandmother on my mother's side or my, uh, or sorry, on my, on my grandmother's side or on my great grand, uh, or on my, my grandfather's side? Grandmother's side. Grandmother's side. Okay. Her name is Anna Dor. A-N-A-D-O-Y-R. Okay. So is she doing anything? She is gesturing to you and kind of reaching out, like, you know, come closer. With Photios behind me, I'll, like, take Photios's hand and be like, crouch down and follow me. Um, And I'll, like, kind of walk toward her okay. in the ballroom. Cool. Everyone else stay there. All right. So Tilia goes, sh- should we close the door? Sure. Yeah. Tilia closes the door. <laughs> All right. Everyone who is not Aaron or me, take off your headphones, please. <laughs> oh, boy. Do we watch the chat? Yeah, I'll tell you in that main channel when to get back on. Okay, cool. Okay, so you have Photios kind of crouched behind you, and you are creeping forward across the ballroom with him. Okay. And this ballroom is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You're actually going to get to describe it a little bit more. So it has the fucking looking into infinity flooring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that poorly drawn thing on the map. There's basically a large arching stairwell coming down from one of the corners. Cause there's like a. That's what I figured. Yeah, that, that There's a yeah. balcony on the second floor. Yeah. That stairway is used for, you know, big introductions, debutante shit. Okay. And that window is mistakenly drawn on the first floor and is only up on the. Oh, okay. It's only up on the second floor. Right. And uh, yeah, so, and also, sorry, what I forgot to mention, and why there's a random circle on the map, mm-hmm. is because uh, in another ostentatious show of wealth, your family has a big-ass chandelier. Fucking of course we do. Yeah. I mean... It's real pretty, and it... I thought that that went without saying, but sure. Well, for the viewers, <laughs> for the listeners' edification. Yes, that's fair. And that's lit right now, so you can see everything. It is lit most of the time, because it's the main source of lighting. I'm story. guessing it's like... Yeah, I'm guessing it's, like, magical. Yeah. But maybe, like, when we have balls or whatever, it can be, like, lit by candles, just to show off our ostentatiousness even more. Yeah, I think maybe the illusion changes, and it goes from being kind of glowing, just kind of dancing lights, lights, sitting on the kind of hook tips, to looking like candles are sitting there. Oh, no, I meant, like, oh, you as mean, like, a show of wealth, physically. like, we actually have, like, candles put on to Oh, God, it. yes. Yeah, uh-huh. you turn off the normal lighting and light it all up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a real fun time with the ladder <laughs> to get up there. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, most chandeliers, like, you can, like, there's, like, a mechanism to, like, let it down so that mm. it can be, Maintained. like, cleaned and also, like, have the can like, old, old-timey old chandeliers have the candles put on. Oh, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. So you creep across the room. So, again, she is uh, set near the back and you walk across and are you... You can't really hide. Are you trying to move silently? No, I'm not. Because, I mean, I'm assuming that she can see me. I'm mostly, mostly I want Photios to stay as behind me as possible so that she can't see very well what uh, kind of person he is. (laughs) I'm afraid that that will set her off. But I also don't want to go into this situation without backup. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to leave him alone because, you know, buddy system. All right, so you make your way across, 
creeping forward, and she kind of keeps gesturing, and the moan becomes warmer, but there's still no coherent speech. And And I need you to make a wisdom check. Okay. Um, I rolled a 13 plus 5 is 18. Not a prime. Alright, so you see your grandmother kind of make this gesture, like a sharp kind of chop to the side, and you hear like the slightest noise from above you, and I need you to... Oh, is it a dex check? Yes, but it's gonna... Well, yeah, go make the dex check, and then... Okay. I need to resolve something else at the same time, basically. Fucking how did I get another dirty 20? I'm going to take a screenshot of my my history here, because I seriously, this keeps happening, and I don't want you to not believe me. <laughs> All right. So uh, you make a dex check. Uh-huh. Because... You hear that little tink, and kind of in the back of your head, from dealing with traps so often, you know that's the sound of metal breaking, and so you realize, as you kind of pass underneath it, you look up just in time to see the chandelier kind of shift and then fall, and you make your dex check, you're great. Two other things happen. One, you know, you're a fucking assassin. You're basically an acrobat. Like, you move very quickly. So you feel some slight pressure of Photogus's hand against your shoulder. Like, he was okay. basically pushing you the way you were already going. Uh-huh. And then you see Photogus freeze for a second. And uh-huh. the chandelier falls on top of him. <laughs> yeah, uh, Photogus is a big guy. And a strong guy. He can't win against a uh-huh. couple hundred pound chandelier. Uh-huh. There's a crunch. It's bad. <laughs> um. Is it still, like, lit up? Yeah. Some of the, um, some of it has broken. And so you see that parts of it, like, you're not sure exactly how this is enchanted, but the ruins are probably damaged or something. Okay. And so, like, the lighting has reduced, but it's still very easy to see in here, all things considered. It's just kind of, you went from overhead lighting to, like, several lamps around the room. Okay. Is there... Is it possible for me to pull him out? Is he still conscious or no? Uh, make an intelligence check. That's a 13 total uh, on a prime. So you go over, you make that check to, like, check on him. You see him breathe, like, twice, but there's a real bad, wet, sucking noise when he does it, and then he just stops moving completely. Does it seem like he's dead or just passed out? Dead. Um, where did the knife go? Where did the cleaver go? It's trapped under the edge of that chandelier, kind of on the opposite side from you, but it's there. I'm going to keep approaching my grandmother because um, I I just want to be like, the fuck? The fuck? You just killed my boyfriend. Your grand, great-grandmother, great-great-grandmother kind of cocks her head at you and then lunges towards you. I'm going to like scream and like as she is like getting 
like this is this feels like an attack, right? Basically, yeah, she's lunging at you like she'd be trying to, you know, tackle you, but not exactly. Um, okay, um, I'm gonna like slash at her when I'm sure that this is going to do a ton of good against like a fucking elf ghost. Um, <laughs> to- <laughs> elf ghosts, one weakness are knives. <laughs> elf ghosts, one weakness are kitchen knives. Yes. Um, yeah, I'll like try to slash at her as she's coming near me. Okay. Yeah, your uh, your blade and kind of arm because she keeps moving forward as you do mm-hmm. this. Um, pass through her. She passes through you, and you feel just incredibly cold, like goosebumps all over. And then you turn around, and you can see her kind of flying up towards the upper balcony. The part of the upper balcony that's above the archway you took to get in here. So uh, towards the back of the house. Okay. And then uh, she kind of passes through the floor of the balcony and then vanishes out of sight. I will go. I'll try to retrieve the cleaver from the other side. Okay. And go over to the smoking room and knock on the door. Okay. Um, I'm going to cut to those folks for a minute. Yeah. Do you want me to take my headphones off? Yes, please. Okay. I'm back. Hello. We all heard Aaron, so we know something bad happened. <laughs> yeah, I imagine that loudness kind of came through. <laughs> or they're just having a good time. Yeah. We talk well, I don't shit, think we're we making corny Halloween. I mean, she did go off the podium. She did. And every horror movie has someone having sex at a deeply inappropriate time. (laughs) 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 But yeah, so so Tilia closed the door to the smoking room as Ericene and Photios went off to see what the fuck was up with that floating, soaking wet looking elf person. None of you had a great look. Too far away. So you all are in this room. What you doing, buddies? (laughs) Nah, well, let's um, go, uh, or um, Tilia yeah, points I, I and think, goes the think... uh, the door to the study is through there, or like the study's through there. Okay, thanks. Cheers. Grix uh, and I will go over to the study door. Okay, and study it. Waka waka. <laughs> so yeah, uh, basically, when you come in the smoking room, it's a more intimate affair than the sitting room. There's a fireplace. There's some sort of humidor thing, wine rack, bar, all that. Um, but there is a relatively small door tucked off to the side that is closed, but it opens easily or, you know, without any trouble. Big ornate wood door. And then you basically get onto this little landing and you see, after you close the door again, what is very clearly the magic lock that Erisine was telling you about. Okay. It is, at least as of right now, there's three larger kind of gem sockets followed by um, six small ones. And there is a small box and a little alcove carved out of the wall that is there and is fancy. Okay. Yeah. This is a, this is a machine. Uh, we approach and... Take a good look. Yeah, take a good look. Is, is, is there any obvious like access points? Uh, booby trappage? Yeah, booby traps. That's good, too. Is it mechanical or is it entirely magical? It appears to be entirely magical. It's keyed off some items, Fuck. but it appears to be magical. Okay. And when we look in the little niche in the wall with the with the chest, the little chest in it, what do we? 
What do we see? Does it look like it's connected to anything or? It's just kind of a nice looking box on this little woven fancy mat. Doily. Uh, woven like on a loom? Yes. All right. A clue. <laughs> like on a loom. <laughs> like most cloth. No, you can knit a, you can knit cloth without. Oh yeah, you can knit, you can felt things, but like, <laughs> it wouldn't <laughs> be particularly suspicious. I was, I was joking. I was. Teasing. I just like the idea that you're just like, it's all coming together now. <laughs> It's all coming together. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you, uh, yeah, it doesn't appear to be attached to anything. That little nook appears to have nothing in it besides this box and the little thing it's sitting on. And it, like, ends behind it. It's They basically cut a little, you know, cube out of the stone that the house huh. is built into, and it's sitting there. Okay, this may be stupid, but I'm going to go ahead and pick up the box. Okay, you have a box in your hand. And I'm going to take fancy, the, little, the little mat thing out and just confirm that there's nothing going on in that alcove. There's an empty stone nook. Okay. Rick <laughs> and I look at each other and we kind of shrug. Okay. Yeah, it was a worth a shot. Lots of people keep their keys under a mat. <laughs> um, is, is, describe the box. Is it, you know, is it locked or something? No, it's a, it's a small wooden chest. The kind of thing you'd like to keep some jewelry in on your dresser. It's not big. And it does, doesn't appear to have a mechanism to have a lock in the first place. Yeah, what's in it? Okay, Grix, you want to open this? Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. First, I want to look at it, and uh, obviously I don't have detect traps, uh, but I want to, like, you know, shake it a little bit. Not not like hard, but like... Uh, you hear some stuff jiggling. rattling around kind of dully inside. Okay. All right, I'm going to open it. Okay, I'm holding it. Grix can open it. It's got some nice uh, gold inlay on some dark wood that feels real nice when you run your hand over it as you go to oh. open it. And because Greg's recognized okay, craftsmanship, craftsmanship, this is some craftsmanship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and you open it. And, Quality. And there are six crystals, small crystals, that glow purple. Oh. Six small crystals. What do you want to bet you need to know the password for those? Yeah. Yeah. This is for the for controlling the panel, right? Yeah, this is very obviously yeah. the putting in the combination. All right. If you don't have all the keys. Oh, there's a lot of combinations we could try, and, and we don't have t- that kind of time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll go fast. One, 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 two. Nope. <laughs> one, 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 three. Rock. One, 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 four. Uh, do you yep. do anything uh, else? <laughs> is there... Obviously, if it's keyed off of these being a certain pattern... Not obviously, but potentially, if, if it's keyed off of these being a certain pattern, then there's like some kind of a a circuit inside of it that I could possibly short circuit. Like whatever connects the crystals, if I make it think that the crystals are in the right places. Uh, make an intelligence check. Oh, baby, natural 20 when it doesn't matter that much. <laughs> so, like a 25... Highlighted stat. If you got a nat 20, it doesn't matter what else you got. Right. So I'm assuming Aristine described the mechanism to you at some point, like how it goes apart and goes back together. Yeah. Based on that, you don't think there's a physical magical circuit in this at all. It is like pure enchantment. And these things are essentially talking to each other through magic and basically wirelessly. Well, that's stupid. What good is it? I I think when you're looking at it, you're a, you're getting the tingle that lets you know there's some there's some big magic here. Like this is a you, you use the conduits and you know scrawling in runes and stuff 
as like a shortcut to make it so stuff lasts longer with less magic. This appears to be some sort of heavy-duty permanent enchantment. Okay. Well, we'll continue to poke at this. Okay. Well, have you got anything? No, I I mean, I mean, I know it's magic, but it's not like anything I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, make an in-check real quick, just in case. Me? Yep. That would be a 15. Uh, no, I'm sorry, a 19. You, you basically don't know anything Grix didn't know from that description, except that this enchantment is actually kind of druidic in nature. So it's also very possible that were you to even start unraveling it, it'd essentially be in another language to you all. Yeah, and I don't, I, I don't think I know druidic. Well, I meant more that like the magic methods are different. Yeah. And so like general principles still apply, but it'd be much harder to tease out how it's working. Like using a programming language you don't know, and you can read through it, and eventually you can kind of figure it out, but it takes a lot longer. And we don't have that kind of time. Exactly. Uh, Vons. Mm-hmm. What have you been doing? Uh, Vaughn suddenly wonders why he's holding a bread knife and how he got it. <laughs> do, do you seem to kind of snap back to reality a little bit, or? Yeah, yeah, a bit of that feeling. Yeah, kind of, kind of getting back to it, but not much recollection of the past 20 minutes. Yeah, um, you're there with Tilia, you have a bread knife. Is it, is it just Tilia and I? Where yeah, you can, you can hear Grayson Melfi talking in the next room. Okay, they're in the next room. Yeah. So I'm gonna ask Tilia real quick, what, what happened? What's, what's going on? Uh, uh, so, like, Jasper died, and... I think there was a ghost in the ballroom, and like, we shut ourselves in here, and Erisine and Photios went to check it out, and um, Crix and Wealthy are trying to open the study door that that Erisine told us about, and, and I'm not feeling great right now. <laughs> okay. Okay. Everything's horrible. Also, we all have knives. I don't know how to use a knife. <laughs> I mean, to make food, sure, kind of, but not... Stabbing things. I guess pointy end in. <laughs> okay, so gathering his wits about him, Vaughn's doesn't know what to do about a ghost. Uh, would would re- would just assume have nothing to do with ghosts altogether. <sighs> Vaughn's went to go get Jasper in the first place so that he could help with the. Uh, well, was it the, the same thing that uh, Grix and Wealthy are working on now? I think that was the idea, yes. Yeah. So is it just uh, Tilia, Grix, Wealthy, myself, Erisine, and Photios that I am aware of their being at this yes. party? Okay. As far as you're aware, those are the people in the house right now. Plus the various ghosts. Also that. Apparently. Apparently. Well, we don't know it's a ghost. Oh, Vons Although- is, uh, I mean... I'm sure Vons is, well, you can't hear Vons' process anyway. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, so potentially ghost friends. Right. I'm sure that Vons' uh, natural inclination is just to burrow and uh, create, a, <laughs> create a new home, just hide in the floor somewhere. Well, I live here now. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you know, find a blanket and wrap it around yourself and curl up on a, behind a couch being like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Yeah, Vons is not going to be uh, specifically brave here, but it also sounds like uh, Tilia is not in great shape no. either. She said she's not feeling well? 
Just, Let's expand on that. I thought she wasn't doing great. Uh, not doing great. Also pretty scared. That is the vibe you get. Cool. Okay, but we can hear the uh, the other two in the other room. Yep. All right. Well, there's security in numbers. So uh, Vons is going to say, do you, do you think we could get to the other room? Yeah. So do you just drift to the other room that these folks are in? The I door mean, is let's closed, fucking but... avoid that. Let's let's avoid the ghost now. That's that's fun. Yeah, you're right. Let's go. <laughs> ghost thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you head over to the door, which you all actually probably left open. And right as you are kind of stepping across that threshold, you hear an enormously loud crash that like shakes the floor a little bit, and <gasps> you oh, are no. in a mountain. That takes a lot. <laughs> Unless the whole mountain crashes. Yeah. But well, that would feel different. That would be bad! <laughs> Things would be much worse than some floor vibrations. Yeah, it sounds like <laughs> a bunch of glass and metal and wood, and it's it's bad. Yeah, caves don't do that easily. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Vaughn's um, scurries. Not sure where exactly. Do you want to like hide under a couch? Yeah, I think there are four of us. There are four very small people in here, and I think we're all doing a lot of scurrying. Okay, so everyone hides, I it think, sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> Not so much hiding, just scurrying. I think Vaughn's just, like, locates... He locates the, the closest tunnel-like thing, if that's a table or a... Uh, maybe there's an empty fireplace that doesn't have a fire running in it currently. You find a spot between, like, where a bar and a humidor thing are kind of meeting... Or you find... Behind the bar. Yeah, you... Uh, you Duck in behind the bar that's in here and crouch oh, down. Great. I am a halfling, so I have I'm resistant to fear, so I'm gonna be um, heading towards the door to see what's going on because obviously whatever happened didn't happen in the smoking room, and it must have happened outside. Yeah. And Grex, what are you up to? I'm gonna try to hide pretty close to the door so that if something bursts in or tries to grab Wealthy, I can try to help. Okay. I think Grex, you can see. That Tilly is hiding behind one of the couches nearby. Okay. I'm small, so I can hide under a lot of things. Especially in an elf's house. Yeah, I think you're behind kind of this little table or something. close. You are well hidden and behind something pretty sturdy. Sure. I don't know. I could see elves having minimalist furniture. Not these elves. These are old money elves. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, so wealthy, you, you go across. I guess I open the door. Yeah, I mean, everyone takes a moment to scatter... You kind of make your way across, and you, yeah, you open the door, and... Uh, I'm kind of worried about Ericene, because, you know, the last I saw, she was out there. Okay. Yo. Yo. So. I knocked on the door. That was the last thing I did. You lift your hand to knock it, and Wealthy opens it. Uh! <laughs> uh, we, we heard something. What the hell happened out here? Aaron? Ericene? Ericene, are you you okay? Photios. And she's just shaking her head. Photios. Photios and Jaspar. No. Well, we know know about Jet. Oh my god. Oh my god. What happened to Photios? Um, I gesture behind me. You kind of step back a little bit. Okay, I'm gonna push 
I'm going to push Aaron to the side. Aaron, Aaron to the side. Aaron, I don't know why I'm saying Aaron, but I push Aaron to the side, and I'm going to walk out across the hall. And what do I see? Yeah, Grix is following. Uh, yeah, um, the ballroom. We're pretty sure that chandelier used to be on a ceiling. Oh. <gasps> and also, it didn't have you know blood oozing out from underneath it. Oh no! And a big russet brown mass. <laughs> oh no! Oh. Yeah, Fodio seemed thrilled about it either. <laughs> what happened, Erisine? Who done it? My, um, I. My great My great grandmother. Okay, okay, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Okay, so I go to Erisine and I pull her into the smoking room and I close the door so she doesn't have to look at it. And I sit her down. Grix, get her some brandy. Let's, let's, yeah. let's calm her down. Let, she's obviously in shock. My great-great-grandmother was in a fog, and she made the chandelier, and I jumped out of the way, but Fodios also pushed me out of the way, and it landed on him, and she's upstairs. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It was really bad. Okay, so I, I put my hands, I put my arms around her, and I and I I pull her close, and I, I pet her. I, I, I pat her, her back. <laughs> <laughs> I pet her. I, I just, no, no, that's I'm just fair. holding on to her and holding her. I'm holding no, her. No, no, that's right. That's, that, that's right and fair. Yeah. I'll, All right, that's, always that's be fine. hustling. <laughs> um, Ericene will, like... How dare Ericene, you? Ericene will, like, hug her back, just being like, this is a person who is alive. I'm like, it, we, uh, oh, sweetheart, I'm so sorry. How did, I'm what, so sorry. Did, what, did you guys, can we get into the study or no? Do we have to go upstairs? We're going to have to, I, I'm afraid we're going to have to go upstairs, but, but you, you need to just calm okay. down. Okay. I know, I know, I know. It's okay. awful. It's awful. Okay. No, it's okay. It's, no, it's fine. And Ericene does this thing that. Mendoza taught her how to do, which is basically to, it's basically shoving everything behind uh, oh, good. an occlumency wall, and she just like forces herself into like a state of calm. Yeah, standard kind of combat trained person, like everything yeah. in the back. <laughs> yeah, and she like wipes off her face with her palms and stands up and is like, okay. Grix, are you still trying to open the study door? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so, boss. It's uh, it's it's wedged pretty tight. Okay, then wealthy and Grix and I will go find the stuff from my. Or it would probably be easiest if three of you went and searched my mother's room because I. I think I know where it is, but it could be in, like, one of a few different places. So, like, multiple people, more people would probably be better for that one. Yeah, and sure. And then... Um, I can go with whoever's going there. You just tell me where it is in your room. I'll go I'll go with T- Tilia. Okay, I'll send Tilia and Grix and Wealthy uh, into sure. my mother's room. So All right, we'll sounds go- good back out into the hall so and you're gonna you and um vons are gonna be going to the yeah to so vons room. vons and i will go to my room and then my grandparents room 
Because I'm that one has like a smaller number of places that it could be. And I know exactly where it is in my room. So like, that's just a quick stop off. Gotcha. Well, Atelier was offering to grab it from your room because they're going to be on the correct side of the building anyway. And she knows your room enough that you can tell her just where it is. And she can find it fairly easily. I would have kept it in like a box that was locked. So she can just bring the box. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> um, sure. I will tell her where it is then. So are these stairs going up from the foyer then? Yeah, so there's stairs. To get to the second floor, you can either go through the foyer and go up the stairs, or you can- Go through the ballroom. Take that arching thing on the ballroom, yeah. Um. Okay, we'll go through the foyer mostly because I think Anador went up through, like, kind of more in the ballroom area. Yeah. And- I want to go, I I, I want to at least like scope out the upstairs and right. see if I you, can hear where she is. And you wouldn't be going the exact same place to get to the upstairs that she roughly was. Yeah. Okay. So I think we should go back to the foyer and go up those stairs. All right. Because then we can like branch off to either my grandparents apart, uh, grandparents or like mine and my mother's. Yeah. Sure. It gets everyone where they need to go. All right. So... Yeah, you, you go to the foyer and you head on up. Is there a scene in front for this? Yeah, mostly because I know where I'm going the best. I mean, Tilia does know where to go. It's not like a complex layout to the house, but I definitely would be taking... I I would be taking point, I think. That makes sense. Yeah, so, sorry, you take point. Um, Tilia's probably kind of in the middle of the group right now. She's scared out of her fucking mind. Um yeah, that's fair. Uh, Vons. Uh-huh. Did you let them drag you out from behind the bar? <laughs> <laughs> There's little Vonzy claw marks <laughs> left behind, but yeah. Tufts of fur. <laughs> okay. Cool. So, um, yeah, you all creep your way up the... Uh... Oh, I did manage to get the cleaver, right? So I have the cleaver, right? I It's not just the... Yeah, it's yeah. It's not you, just you the, the one knife. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah, so you head up into the foyer, and you head up the stairs. It's, it's really, really quiet. You you know that the um, because the lockdown basically shuts all the windows, it tends to get really uh-huh. weird and echoey, and it is doing that as you walk up the stairs, especially because uh-huh. the foyer is a pretty open place. Uh-huh. But you make your way up the stairs, and you make your way to the like landing, which goes into a hallway to the left and to the right. Okay. Which way do we go? I will point the three in the direction of Erosina and Aramuth's rooms and be like, okay, we're going to go. Vons and I are going to go into my grandparents' room. Um, Don't. Don't get separated. Okay. Yeah, Roger, boss. Yeah, definitely. Uh. I do want to, before we go down to the sitting area, I just want to go and like, you know what, actually, can I ask a question? Sure. Um, when I was in the ballroom before, I'm assuming that the it's a big enough space that I would be able to have seen like, what the weather was like outside. Yeah, it's it's dark, but you didn't see anything like, you know, you didn't see any rain on the windows. Okay. I will say, I will tell everyone before we separate, like, I don't think that this has anything to do with the, with like, a, like a, a citywide lockdown. 
I think this is just, I think this is just the house and my hmm. fucking great grandmother being a fucking bitch. <laughs> what has she got against you? I don't know. We just, we, we just need to get the fuck out of here. <sighs> oh, don't worry. Well, I will obviously be having, we need to get to, get out of here because, yeah. yeah, we need to get out of here. Um, let's, uh, okay. okay. Let's, let's, yeah, let's go. Let's, let's split up then. Yes. Um, Cool. So, uh... Do you like how I, like, very conveniently gave you two... Two groups? Two each of the PCs? Yes. That was very helpful. Bwahaha. Also, it just makes it so I don't have to have one person. (laughs) Yeah, basically. (laughs) Speaking of, though, Aaron and Adam, please take off your headphones. Okay. Uh Uh-oh. All right, I guess we need to, uh, Tilia, show us where where uh, we're going. Uh, yeah, it's it's just down this way. Um, so Tilia <laughs> is holding the knife, but like holding the handle with two hands, and like it's really close to her chest, <laughs> like you know, played out. Like sure. it's not dangerous, but just she's kind so of like she's so scared. <laughs> she's so adorable. She's a party girl, not a uh... yeah. <laughs> sure. Anyway, um, you, you creep down the hallway. There's no doors on this hallway, but you see a T intersection up ahead. And she kind of whispers, you know, we're, we're gonna go around to the right, and that's where, and that's where Erisene and Aramid's bedrooms are. Ah, okay. Um, and I guess if you have to pee, there's a bathroom on the left, but. <laughs> if ever we were gonna have to pee, this would be the time. Yeah. Um, really. okay, let's go. Let's go. Well, I haven't been um, drinking all the cider, so uh, maybe so. But uh, <laughs> eh. later, I, um, it would be so good if Chris wanted to be in the middle of this whole situation. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's go into Erisine's room, and you'll know exactly what you're looking for there. Let's just get that out of the way. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you you round the corner to the right. The door to Erisine's room is right there. Uh, Grix and I will stay at the at the door watching watching Tilia as she goes in. Okay. Yeah. You you keep an eye on her. I'll keep an eye on the hall. Okay. That sounds good. So, Era Scene's room is fucking luxe. It's gorgeous. There's I think there's a canopy bed. Definitely at least a four poster. Lots of sure. wood furniture, immaculately maintained. Lots of expensive clothing and jewelry, but like neatly stored, probably by the maid and not Era Scene. <laughs> But uh, you see Tilia kind of, yeah, make her way over to like a little, like a clothes closet and shove stuff aside. A wardrobe? No. Um, I think this is built in. No. Is the idea. It's like a okay. walk-in. Okay. Oh, sure. Goes there and kind of see what she's doing um, and comes back out very shortly with a little box that looks, is not the same, but is kind of of the same general quality and make as the one that had the crystals in it for the door. Ah. Deal. You okay. Wanna... Okay. She goes. Got it. Okay. All right. And I take it this door is to Aramith's room. She goes. Yeah. Um. The. She kind of pokes her head out the door into the hallway and points at the. There's a door across the hallway and down a little bit to the right. She goes. Yeah. That's that's Aramith's. It goes into her sitting room. Okay. Then why don't we go in there, Grix? Why don't you stay out here and keep an eye out? All right. Sounds good to me. Grix takes up a bouncer position in the hall. All right. <laughs> Odios would be proud if he were not dead. 
So yeah, uh, Wealthy and Tilia go into the sitting area. Okay, so we we have to search through here. Yeah, there's a there's a really nice kind of smaller desk, like a kind of a roll top, but it's open. There is a wardrobe in here, or some sort of storage cabinet, fireplace, nice window that presumably would be looking out over the open space between this house and the next. Mm-hmm. And like you know, alcohol and place to sit and eat breakfast and a couple of couches and like you know a small couch and a chair and yeah nice little relaxing place and then kind of at the back of the room or to your left as you come in there's another door that you would assume leads to the actual bedroom itself okay so i asked tilia where is she more like most likely to have hidden it in here or in the bedroom um i'm not sure i think erisine said it gets moved around a lot um yeah, I don't know. It would be... Okay, um... The bedroom's probably a mess. We might want to try out here first. <laughs> okay, let's try out here first, then. Okay. So, you start searching around. So, there's going to be, like, three places to search. In here. Like, meaningfully so. Or there's going to be the desk, there's going to be the wardrobe, storage cabinet thing. I'm going to say there's a couple of bookshelves in here, too. And theoretically, it could be, like, in the couch cushions, but all right. Then we should start. Then we should start looking through. In fact, why don't we do it this way? Why don't I start on the left hand side of the room, and Tilly starts on the right hand side of the room, right on other either side of the door, and we just work our way around. Okay, so you all start searching around, and then we're going to make an intelligence check. Tilly may use wisdom instead of intelligence, but same idea, and you will both search. It's going to it's gonna more determine how long you take rather than if you succeed or not. I'm searching this area. Uh, I got a 16 on the die, plus 5 is, is 21. All right. You are going through things very methodically and very quickly. I'm being fairly neat because I'm trying to be respectful of Aramis' stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you see Tilia's taking a little while, but part of that is because she drew this hard, short straw and has the bookshelf. And is oh. not <laughs> as tall as the bookshelf. <laughs> so he has to bring a chair over. And is working on that. And um, I guess temporarily. Uh, yeah, uh, Kelly, please take off your headphones for a second. Uh-oh. Sure. Uh, Grix. Yeah, what's up? You're standing in the hallway being a bouncer. Okay. Yes. And you hear the sound of running water. Like, uh, loud running water. Sure. I look around and try to pinpoint it. Uh, you're pretty sure it's coming from the bathroom down the hall, or what Tilia said was the bathroom. Uh, you know what? They need me here defending. Uh, I'm watching their backs, so uh, I'm going to keep an eye on that spot, but I'm going to stay where I am. Okay. Guarding the door. Yeah. I might rethink that if it gets crazier, but we'll see. So you're keeping an eye on things, and... You start hearing what sounds like, like someone trying to yell, but they keep getting cut off. Also down from, seems like the bathroom area, and like splashing. Hmm. That's no good. Hmm. I'm gonna cast uh, detect thoughts. Okay. And uh, I'm gonna see if I can spot anything down in the hallway. All right. I figure I'll have it on for thirty minutes, so. I'll have it on for probably the rest of the session. Yeah. Hopefully. Knock on wood. 
that we managed to get out of here soon. See, detect thoughts. Oh, there's no save on detect thoughts? No. You have thoughts, you detect them. Weird. Um, where it's like you have to concentrate. Yeah. I mean, it takes a while to, to focus on one person at a time. And mostly I'm just detecting where people are. That's, that's the, where they are, how intelligent they are, and then the barest of. Yeah. You can't really detect Erosine or Vons when you point it that way. Okay. You assume that's just because there's too many different walls between you and them. It's not sure. super surprising in and of itself. No, not at all. Not in a stone fortress. Yeah. It's a little bit vaguer, mm-hmm. but you think you feel someone in the bathroom, but the mind is somewhat chaotic in a way that you are not used to. Mm. Uh, I'm going to cast... Uh, nope, nope, I can't cast anything yet. I'm going to... I'm going to go I'm gonna go into the room and let the team know. Uh, wealthy and... Uh, Tilia? Yes. All right. I'm back. Hi. Grix is ducking his head in the room. Yeah. Okay. Hey, uh, there's, uh, there's, there's somebody in the, uh, in the, uh, in the bog, in the, uh, bathroom. Is, is it, is it Erisine's grand, great grandmother or what? Uh, well, I, uh, I, I, I pulled up my, uh, my, my mind vision and, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's kind of a chaotic thought mind thing. So, uh. I don't know. It could be a, it could be like a ghost or a a, a weird apparition or something. Uh, oh. So yeah, I think uh, I think it could be the ghost or her great grandmother or whatever it is. Okay, well we'll go check it out as soon as we fig- find the piece. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, thought I'd come uh, update. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna wait in here now because. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, just because because I'm scared. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. So, y'all keep searching. We're searching. And, uh, so, Wealthy, you're taking the left side of the room. Grix, why don't you go check out the wardrobe? Okay. Yeah, because Tilly is still busy with the bookshelf. Alright, I go, uh, I go check out the wardrobe. Dope, so, you walk on up to this big old wardrobe. Alright. When you go to open it, yeah? I assume you don't just scratch at it. Yep, pop it open. Make a dexterity saving throw. Uh-oh. Uh, 13. Is that a primary for you? It's not, is it? Nope. Well, the wardrobe tips over rather suddenly, like as you're reaching, like you barely like grab the handle and pulled it. Oh my. And I need to figure out how much damage a wardrobe does. (laughs) Oh shit. Oh no, Grix. (laughs) I like how the oh no was like, I don't actually know how this is going yet. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea. Am I watching my friend get squished, or am I watching my friend get away from a wardrobe? Let's find out together. Uh, Grix, a wardrobe slams down on top of you. Oh, no! And you take 11 damage. Okay. Remember, kids, in first level, and that would have just murdered Grix completely. (laughs) Yep, so I'm at negative 7. Hey, that's the bleeding out level. Sweet. Cool. Wealthy. Okay. Okay, Ah! um... Okay, I I walk over, and I look at him, and I say, I am so sorry, Grix, but uh, you're going to have to die. And I take my knife, and I stab it into his chest, 
and I carve out his heart. What are you doing about Tilia, <laughs> who's still in this room? Tilia is- what is Tilia doing? Well, she was looking, and then you went to cut open Greg. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I cast- she, she I cast screeched. hold person on her. Oh, fuck. I cast hold person on her. Okay, let me figure out the save for that. Hey, wait, having a good time? Yeah, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a wisdom save. <laughs> Uh, I think she fails. Just barely, but she fails. Okay. Okay. Alright, so I stab Grix in the chest, and I carve out the spot where his heart is. Keep in mind you have about 30 seconds. And as he's... I'm, I'm just carving it out, and as he's dying, I pull it out and I say, I am so sorry, but I need your heart if I'm to capture Erosines. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> ah! And then I'm going to go immediately over to Tilia, and I'm going to slit her throat. Because you took the time to carve out Grix's heart, and that takes a hot second. Uh-huh. Roll initiative for me, please. That is a not six. You go to go after Tilia, and she seems to, like, as you're going up, you kind of see, like, her legs twitch. And right as you're about to slit her throat, she books it. Like, she gets back under control. Oh, God! She oh, runs out of the room. She screams extremely loudly. Oh, no! And? I'm going to throw magic missile. That works, too. So magic missile does not miss. Uh, and it's 1d4? No, it's 2d4. All right, so that's, that's 3, 6, 9. Did you include your plus ones? Did I make those up? No, I did not, so that would be 12. Tilia rolled a Grix level of health. So, uh, <laughs> you, you said 12? Yes. Jesus. Uh, wow. You're not used to hearing magic missile hit someone that fucking hard. <laughs> so, you kind of see it hit her in the back, but because it's magic missile and it's forced magic and it's kind of, it hits very sharply and like all three hit at once and you hear something snap and see, uh, Tilia's back, it's kind of chewed up a bit, and she falls to the ground. Is she dead? Oh, yes. Okay, I start screaming bloody murder. That is perfect. Just screaming at the top of my lungs. Okay, in that case, Wit? Yep. I need you to mute your microphone, but you can keep oh. your headphones on now. Oh. oh I'm sorry, Wit. <laughs> oh, man, no, I'm, it's great. I love it. I'm happy. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, and then Kelly, headphones off. Okay. Yo, so you are going to the grandparents' room. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's just the hallway in front of you. You make it there. You go to, you know, open the door. And as it opens, you just hear this creaking <laughs> noise. Oh, like that. Yeah, like that. Good Foley work, everyone. Uh, Great job. Is that normal for... It's a little unusual. That doesn't normally happen, okay. but... Yeah, I figured we probably have some sort of, like, magical WD-40 for... Yes, or a groundskeeper with some oil, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you are in the sitting room. Your grandparents have the biggest suite in the house, because your grandparents are jerks. And also there's two of them, so I guess it's a little bit fair, but whatever. Ether rich. Uh, they are also the, you know... 
the owners of the house. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, you're in the sitting area. There's a door to the bedroom directly across from you. And down to the left, there's a, or across from you and to the left, there's a door into their bathroom as well. Uh-huh. So the sitting area has a lot of bookshelves, a few comfortable chairs, and a small couch clustered around a fireplace that is crackling merrily, even though no one is here, because otherwise the house gets super fucking cold. Uh huh. If you look to the left when you come in the door, that wall doesn't have any doors on it, but there's a like small fold-down secretary desk there. On the wall to your right, there's a bunch of bookshelves, and then um, kind of next to the fireplace mm-hmm. are um, a bunch of like. You know, storage drawers with various works of art tastefully displayed on top of them. Okay. And is the secretary desk the one that it could possibly be in? You couldn't remember. You think it is either in this desk or in the uh, jewelry setup in your grandmother's kind of dressing area of the bedroom. Okay. Well, I really don't want to not be in the same room as Vaughn's. Also, he's probably still shaking. Is that is that correct? What's up with Vaughn's? Shaking and, like, way too close to your leg. Uh, that's <laughs> fine. I don't mind. Poor baby. I'm like, do you need some scratches or something? <laughs> Just kind of hear him whimpering a bit. In a, in a literal sense, because dog. Well, fox. Yeah, I'll I'll give him some, like, uh, scratches on, on his head. Just kind of, you know, like, yeah. pet, 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 pet scratch. Maybe try and calm him down a little. Yeah. Like, is this okay? Uh, yeah, he's not verbal, but nods. Okay. Okay. We'll go... I think we'll go into the bedroom first. All right. I feel like that's more likely to have the... I feel like that's more likely to have it. So we'll go and, like, find her jewelry box. Okay. And... I have to assume that I have been picking the lock on this jewelry box for literal years. You can't pick locks. Really? Oh, that's right. I can't. Shit. Uh, roll a d6. Okay. Uh, that's a one. Nope. Sorry. Yeah, you don't know how to get this jewelry box open. I mean, it's like a whole vanity setup. So you, you need to. You, don't, you can't guarantee it's that box. You'd need to search. You think it might be somewhere in there. Like, in the box? Or somewhere in this whole, like, vanity jewelry setup. She has far more than one jewelry box, and there's, you know, drawers and stuff, so. Okay, I'll be like, okay, just start opening drawers, and I will describe what it looks like. What what does it look like? Is it, like, a locket or something? It's a hand size. It almost looks like a brooch, but it's too round, and it doesn't have a pin, but it's kind of like a large, almost egg kind of thing, but about okay. twice as big as an actual, or, like, half again as big as an actual egg. Um, and it's a gem that has uh, silver and gold and bronze vines wrapped around it. And you are reasonably certain that it is an emerald and extremely large. Okay. One. Um, I have described this to, I'm sure I described yeah. this to everyone. So I guess we'll like, we'll just search, we'll just search the vanity and see if we can find it. Okay. Roll int checks, both of you. And Vaughn's do not, or yeah, do not add your level to this one. Okay. But bonus? Still add your normal imp bonus, yeah. Essentially okay. having you check for traps, so because you're not a class that has that, you don't add your level. <sighs> Doesn't matter, just one it. I rolled an 18 plus 3 is 21. So, Erisene, you're starting to figure out why you weren't positive where this was, despite the fact that I'm sure you spent many an hour going through your grandparents' shit because you were bored. 
and going through your mom shit. You know, kids. Yeah. And you are checking the like bottom left drawer. And when you go to kind of move some stuff off the bottom, it sounds a little bit wrong. And then when you look on the side, you realize that the bottom of this drawer is slightly too high. And you basically prod it on each end and manage to get it so that it uh, swings up. And in a lined velvet compartment is your grandmother's office key brooch jewel. False bottom. Yay. Yay. Um, I'll take it. Okay. And we'll go back out to the hall. I'll be like, I found it. Okay. So like, that's one tiny, teeny tiny piece of good news. Speaking of, as you exit into the hallway, you hear a blood-curling scream from down towards your room. I grab Vonza's hand, paw, and book it toward where the scream come from. I'm back. Cool. Hello. Hey. So you screamed. Ah! And fairly shortly thereafter, like within, you know, 30 seconds, Erosine and Vons come running around the corner. I'm down on my knees and I am just a wreck. I am in tears. I'm covered in blood. I'm, I just, I'm like, oh my God, this is horrible. This is the most horrible thing. Oh my God. Well, he's had a bad day while you were gone. <laughs> so, you know your friend Tilia? You know, she was alive once. <laughs> uh, I'm familiar. That, that status has changed. Uh, she is on the floor of the hallway, face down. Oh no! God! It looked like something... There's some torn up, like, clothing and flesh towards the small of her back. But this isn't nearly, like, Jasper level. Is she on her front? Is she laying face down? She, she's laying face down, yes. Okay, and she's torn up, but not as bad as Jasper. Correct. Um, she is, however, not moving. Oh, God, Erisine. Oh, God, this is so I bad. Know. This is no, so I know. bad. No, yes, no, I know. No, Where's no, Grix? it's worse. It's worse. Grix is, Grix is in your mother's room, the, the wardrobe. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, I will run to my mother, my mother's room. <laughs> I'll, I'll grab, I'll grab Wealthy's. Oh, I'll God. also grab Wealthy's hand. Yeah. <laughs> you all run inside. Or I'm just, like, pulling everybody behind me. All right. So you all, you book it inside. And the minute we're inside, I'm back on my knees, just wailing. Yeah. So, uh... Tilia wasn't kidding when she said she didn't know how to use a paring knife. (laughs) 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 Wow. Was that in character? (laughs) I don't think Vons has the... I can hear Vons muttering that under his breath. I I could see being in shock and making a really tasteless joke, but like... It still doesn't seem like Vons. Vons may have thought that. But. Adam, what do you say? Yeah. Vons if- probably just thought it, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Because, yeah, he doesn't, he's not making uh, clear sense out of a lot of this stuff. Yeah, he's not talking a lot right now. Yeah, Grix is under a wardrobe. Is it? Is it like tipped over? It fell on its face on him. It- your 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 grandmother's ghost. Oh my god, she she just came out of the wall and she pushed and Grix was standing there. He was, she was trying to open it up so he could see whether or not the one of the 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 key was in there and and it just fell on him. It was horrible. Was it made by <laughs> IKEA? No. <laughs> Can I like Ikea look under gauche. the 
for this. Uh, yeah, IKEA is mega gauche. Can you? Can I like look under the? Is this to see Grix? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. You, don't, you don't actually have to duck under. Grix apparently at least started stepping back because this appears to have essentially not fully probably, but crushed him from about bottom of the rib cage down, like waist down. Okay, so he's like he, he's part way out, like his torso and arms and head. Is are it all is out. is it obvious he's dead? Yeah, there's blood running from his mouth and. That wardrobe is way too close to the floor for Grix's organs okay. to all be in the condition they really should be in for him to live. <laughs> I am going to be like... Oh, God. Oh, also, oh God. also, also. How could I forget? Grix's chest is all fucked up. Like... Not not Jaspar level, but... Maybe like Tilia level? Clearly a deeper cut than that. It looks like someone kind of sawed into part of his chest. Can I do... Can I do like an intelligence check to see if this like rings any bells at all? Because like seriously, this is this is getting a little weird. Yeah. Um. <gasps> Ooh, that's a nineteen plus three, and that's a primary attribute. So this seems familiar, but not from like family history. Okay. Uh, this seems familiar from something Mendoza trained you to do once. Because they clearly found it kind of distasteful. It was part of the training for, like, sometimes people want proof that you killed other people in kind of a crass way. This oh, is how you would cut into like, someone to... Cut, it, cut into someone to get their heart out. Ding, ding, ding. Yep. Okay. Great. Yeah. Fucking great. Jesus. I'll be like, where the fuck else did we... Where, where, else, where else did you look? Was that the only place that you looked... Uh, we were, we were, uh, we were looking ar- around the room. I, I was taking the left and, and, and Tilly was taking the right. And when Grix saw something down the hall, he came back in and I, I told him to go to the wardrobe. Oh God, God I killed him. Oh God, I killed him. No, you didn't. No, 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 you didn't. You didn't. Yes, I did. I killed Grix. No, you didn't. No, you him. didn't kill Grix. No, my grandmother killed Grix. It's fine. I mean, it's not fine, but it's, you didn't do anything. It's not you. And then. And then, and then Tilia, well, you know, she's understandably been just a little bit freaked out and she ran out. And, and then all of a sudden I saw your, your grandmother's ghost just go right through her, slammed right into her and she just went flying and then she was gone. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. 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 Um, I'm going to start like, is there any way I can like, just like lift up this wardrobe enough to like push it over so that I can like open it and see if I can find it. If you get help from Vons and Wealthy, you can definitely do that without any check. Okay. Made. Okay. I'll, I'll help. I'll help. I'm like, we're going to do, we're going to do this on the count of three. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. One, two, three. And then we like lift. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Door falls open. Okay. Um, and I'm going to like, just start like, I'm going to start just like ransack searching. Um, Toss some drawers. And I'll help. Part of I'll, I'll, says now 2D. I'll, I'll help. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm like, Vons, look in any place that you can think, like, look in any place that looks like it could hold another one of these. And I'm like, did uh-huh. you guys get the one from my room? Yes, and and I find wherever Tilia set, it, set the box down, and I give it to Erisine. Um, I'm just gonna throw the box at the floor. And break it open. And just, like, break it open and take the, take the, the charm. 
Okay. Did you find the charm in the other room? I did. Yes, we found it. Yeah. And then okay. I heard the, yeah. Okay. Um, so like, I'm still, we're still doing this like as we're like searching. As we do, Yeah. Yeah. Just tearing yeah. things apart. Um, I'm going to leave her. To, it, it, we've torn apart the, the wardrobe quite a bit. So yeah. I'm going to leave her and I'm going to start working my way back around the room. Okay. Can we all do intelligence And now I don't care to- about Aramis' stuff. I don't care. I'm just throwing stuff around trying to find what... Yeah, no one gives a shit. <laughs> I'm like... Yeah, nobody gives... Well, I was trying I'm like, to be respectful before. I'm like, tear it all apart. I don't care. <laughs> Are you doing the bedroom too? Or just the, just the sitting room? I thought we were in the bedroom. There's a sitting room and then a bedroom. You were in the sitting room. Oh. It was technically a storage cabinet. Oh, let's turn the bedroom. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't realize we were in the sitting room. Um, then yeah, we're yeah we're gonna go. Yeah, we'll we'll go into the bedroom. I'm like, so we 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 have exhausted the sitting room, right? Yeah. Now that you've flipped that wardrobe storage cabinet thing, you've exhausted all the places that would actually store things. So unless it's okay, like inside we'll, a fucking yeah. couch, <laughs> then we'll go straight into the bedroom. Then okay, yeah. intelligence checks from the class, except for Grix. Sorry, buddy. Is is Wit still allowed to listen? He is allowed to listen, but not to speak. Oh, is he allowed to make ghost noises? <laughs> Actually, uh, I guess that would could. be very atmospheric. <laughs> wait, uh, I fr- love the wait. Feel I free fucking- to unmute and haunt people while they're in this area. But until then, what did everyone roll? Uh, I rolled a. <laughs> I rolled another fucking dirty twenty. I got a fourteen. I don't know how this keeps happening. This is very very weird. Adam. I got a 10. Of course, it's a primary attribute. Yeah, mine's a primary attribute, too. Yeah, you all tear this place apart. Wealthy starts ransacking, like, the more kind of jewelry and, like, nightstand stuff. Bond starts throwing things out of, like, a chest of drawers. Aristine looks at her mom's room, remembers that her mom is a lovely person and also a total disaster, and (laughs) lifts up the mattress and shoves her arm underneath it, hunts around for a second, and finds it. (laughs) Okay, I'm like, I've got it. I'm like, I'm like, I've got it. And then I'm going to be like, okay, we're going to run back down to the smoking room. Does everyone remember where we're going? There's there's a study down there, right? Yes. That's where we're going. We're going to the, okay. the smoking room. And from there, we can get into the study. Okay, let's go. Okay. Well, we're following you. I, and I, basically, I've like shoved all of the, all of like the charms into my bra. Yeah. And I, like, grab everyone's hands. And you just run. And I just run. <laughs> yeah, you, you book it. You run, run, run. Um, everyone make uh, constitution checks. Oh, been a minute. Oh, fuck. I hate, I hate con checks. <laughs> I rolled a 16, though. So <laughs> yeah. That's an 18 total. Right, my con is plus one. That's 12. Plus three is 15, 16. I'm at 15. Okay. So you go and you uh, you book it, and running is not really anyone in this group's forte, but adrenaline's a hell of a thing. Uh, uh-huh. Are you going down through the foyer, or are you going down through the ballroom? I think we should go back down through the foyer. Like, it's it it's not like the... I mean, there's not really like a more... There's not like really a direct... Yeah. It, it doesn't seem like it's faster to go... It, it'd be about the same. Yeah. Yeah. And then you don't have to see your dead boyfriend. Yeah, which, whichever way's fastest. Okay, you book it downstairs. You're slowed a little bit by the fact that you're um, mostly wealthy, actually, because Vaughn's shocking no one is a great fucking sprinter <laughs> when push comes to yeah. shove. But yeah, uh, you 
you get into the smoking room without any issue. And do you shut the door? Yeah, yeah, we'll shut the door. Okay, you shut the door, you go into the um, the uh, study, like, entry landing. Simply shut the door there, and you have the door in front of you. I'll take the charms out of my bra and put them in the, like, appropriate little crevices and cross my fingers. All right. <laughs> that I remember how to do this. Unless there's a roll that you would like me to make. <laughs> nah, probably doesn't have to be in a specific order, so. And it's not hard to put them in. It's designed to be a lock and a key, so. Unless you're me, that's usually pretty straightforward. Uh, so you put in your grandma's, which is green. You put in yours, which is kind of this really cool, like, orange color. And you put in your mom's, which is a kind of ruby, deep red. And when you slot them all in, they all kind of flash brightly for a second. And then um, slide up, or slide away. Your grandmother's goes to the top of this archway that opens, and your mother's and yours go to kind of the left and right side of the archway as this stone shapes into vines, which then separate and curl into an archway, leaving the door to your grandfather's study open. We'll run in. If okay. if I weren't if I weren't freaking out, I would think that was really cool. I was gonna pull everyone into the room. Yeah. Do you close the door behind you? Yeah, as much as, I mean, if I can. Yeah, there's basically just a... Uh, like a lever or something? Yeah. Permanent built-in setup for that. Yeah, so you go into your grandfather's study, which you have been in very rarely. Oh, yeah. Maybe like ten times in my entire life. And eight of those, you were probably in big trouble or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's... It's rare. Your mom doesn't come in here either, and your grandmother does, but, like, it's very much your grandfather's space. So, the study is, as you stand at the top of this, there's a small landing, and then a kind of wide set of stairs that swoops out a bit at the bottom, going down a floor. And then across from the stairs, like another, you know, 15 feet, is an enormous desk. You know, big oak mm -hmm. could seat you know, eight people at it for dinner, like, mm -hmm. and, you know, beautifully carved. And then on the walls, basically all around, including, like, it, as you come in and are walking down the stairs, there are bookshelves going up to the ceiling of the space, swooping around basically the entire walls. Mm -hmm. And a couple of very long sliding ladders that can be used if needed. Okay. But yeah, whole place is just lined with books. And I'm guessing that the... I'm guessing that whatever mechanism that I'm looking for is down the stairs. You basically have to be sitting at the desk and, like, reach underneath it. Oh, okay. And, like, flip open a panel. Then I will go do that. Okay, you all head on down the stairs. As you get to the floor, like the ground floor, and this place goes from being kind of dimly lit to brightening up considerably. It's still, like, a soft white light, but it's very easy to read. Or easy to, you know, see. Okay. And um, you're pretty sure this wasn't your grandfather's decorating choice. The floor is littered with magic symbols and diagrams and all of that, like wall-to-wall, -wall, locking into each other, overlapping each other. I stop on the stairs before this we can step weird. onto the thing and be like, that's not what it's supposed to look like. Wealthy, wealthy, what is that? What is happening? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and cast Read Magic. Okay. I'm going to look around at all this magic stuff, and what do I see? 
Okay, so you go and you cast it, and yeah. you are looking around, and this kind of, it's its everything. It's a mess. Like, some of it is kind of some, you know, divination, like, it will, you know, you cast the spell, it uses this to, like, create an image in front of you of the future or where someone's at or something like that. Some of it's kind of standard transmutation-y things that you'd use to, like, you know, take a pile of rock and shape it into a statue. Um, some of it is kind of more straight-up rituals of various sorts. Basically, it's all kind of ritual stuff. This is nothing that you would be casting quickly. I think the main thing you get from reading through all of this and uh, using your training, because you're or actually making an in-check for me. Me? Okay. Yeah. Uh, that would be a uh, 18. Okay, yeah. You know this for sure. Basically, each of these individually need to be activated by someone putting their magic into it. As they are on the ground right now, it's fine. They are prepped and ready, but they aren't dangerous in and of themselves. Okay, it's really weird, but um, it's all over the place, and none of it is is active. So as long as we don't do anything... I mean, you're not magic casters, and I'm not... I'm not going to do anything, so we should be fine. This should be okay. Uh-huh. But it's really weird. I don't know what's going on here. Ericene is going to be like, okay, um, while we go, while I go over to the desk and do the thing, um, can you guys, like, just fucking mess up the preparation? Because I don't know what's going on, but, like, it would be good if it was no not prepared anymore. Okay, okay. I I'm gonna pull Vaughn's off to the side then off to okay. the off to the side and um tell him hey let's let's just start scuffling up these marks you know as long as they're scuffled nothing can hurt you know we can't do it. that magic can't be um activated you start scuffling I assume you're kind of gonna do just a slow circuit of the room itself yeah as you go. Ericene's gonna like scuffle her way across. Yeah, the room yeah, as yeah. Well. You want to do that? <laughs> so, so you're kind of you're kind of shuffling. Yeah. As you go, and that makes it take some time. Wealthy, you want to go clockwise, counterclockwise. How big up, is down, the room? There's about like twenty feet between the base of the stairs and your grandfather's desk. Okay. There's another like ten feet or so behind it, and then um, the room itself is like twenty feet wide. It's kind okay. of a long oval. I just wanted to make sure that I understood like how, how big a space we were talking about. I don't want to like spend a lot of time scuffling, but yeah, yeah. I at least want to like you know do like the step rotate step rotate yeah, on like kinda... lines if I can. Yeah, cool. So these uh, lines they have to remain intact in order to be functional. I imagine it doesn't take a lot uh, to disrupt them. I want to assume them. so, but I'm not sure. Um, we're all we're doing is just if if we they're so complicated okay i don't know what's going on with them let's just we're just yeah, gonna but start messing sure. the, messing them up if, if you mess up one line everything should be fine but i think okay. that you and i should stick together because watching people split apart okay is so Vance is going thing. to look around for the densest collection of lines and uh gesture everybody out of the way of it and then he's just gonna throw a vial of acid just a glass vial at it okay cool yeah. Oh, that's good. Look for the sploosh. So, it's actually pretty dense, like, right as you get off the stairs. So, you, you throw a vial of acid, it splooshes, it starts eating through, 
little bit of the floor and it definitely messes up all the lines it can reach, which isn't a lot because it's a vial, but you do kind mm. of break the intersection of a bunch of stuff. It does seem to be clustered around. Like you've kind of taken care of one of the big clusters of stuff. But again, it's all, it's hard to tell because it's all interweaved. And So I'm going to pull Vaughn's off to the side and we're going to start scuffling okay. around the, um, the perimeter of the, of the room near the bookcases. Gotcha. As Ericene scuffles um, in the center. Uh-huh. And do y'all want to go clockwise or counterclockwise for the bookcase crew? I think clockwise. Okay. You start scuffling, make your way towards the back. And Ericene, you start scuffling towards the desk. Uh-huh. Just straight across. Yeah. You have to go around the desk, but yeah. Scuffle, scuffle, scuffle. Scuffle, scuffle, scuffle. Scuffle, scuffle, scuffle. <laughs> like Beatrix Potter. Yeah. Yeah, Aristine, you you make it behind the desk, and you're getting ready to sit down, and make an intelligence check for me, please. Or actually, sorry, make a wisdom check. Roll the 14 plus 5 is 19. I don't, I don't understand. It keeps happening. I'm just, like, really, really, really on it today. <laughs> yeah. It's baffling. Yeah, all right. Do you want to see another screenshot of my role history? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I feel bad. <laughs> Everyone has days where they roll hot. I never do. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Ericene, you are um, scuffling. You yeah. are. Are you, like, actually dragging your feet along the ground completely to, like, make kind of a. Like, if it was all chalk, it would be just kind of a scuffed line. Yeah, it would be a scuffed line. I'm just trying to do whatever I can to, like, move. I want to move at, like, no less than three-quarters speed. Like, literally just, like, step, yeah, turn the ball of my foot, step, turn the ball of my foot. Like, that kind of... Okay. So you're stepping, stepping, stepping. Ste- yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, you're putting out cigarettes with each step. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Cool. I, was, yes. I was just making sure that you... The difference between that and, like, you know, shuffling your feet across the carpet to shock someone... Static electricity. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing that kind of shuffle. Okay, Uh, roll a d6 and call it higher low. Well, call higher low first and then roll it. High and um one. All right, cool. So you um fuck. You you (laughs) shuffle your way in. You get basically behind the chair and go to pull it out, and you like all the hairs on the back of your neck stand up as you feel something magical going off you can't see all of it part of it appears to be under the um under the desk but some set of lines illuminates on the floor can i shuffle to can i shuffle now when you try to you know get your foot on top of it you essentially run into an invisible wall of force oh so i so it's like protecting the area around the desk yeah Basically, once you stepped in here, this shield kind of went up. So I'm inside the thi- the, the yes. magic cone. you are inside the magic cone. Oh, okay. So I or can't get out now. Shape. So, like, if I, like, pat my hand against, like, a, is it like a, is it like a, a cylinder around me? Um, it has, it's a multi-sided object of some sort. Okay. Basically, you can see, like, there are kind of three angled walls where you are right now that you can see easily and then there's at least two more sides that cut under the desk 
but you don't know if there's like a sixth side running underneath the desk or anything like that. At least not immediately as you kind of feel your way across it. Okay. I'm going to be like, I set something off, but I'm going to try to like, I can't, I don't think I can get out of here, but I'm going to at least try to like open the thing, uh, like open the house again. So I'll try to do that. (laughs) Okay. So I said that out loud. Did that, did anyone, did they hear me or was it, is it, I don't know. It's a small room. I I think. No, but, but my question was like, is it like a cone of silence or something? No, your your voice, your voice travels through. (laughs) Okay. You don't even sound muffled. This appears to be something that's blocking you physically, but not like your voice or your sight or anything like that. Okay. I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to do the, the release mechanism. Okay. Yeah. While you are doing that, I mean, we've had a few minutes. Wealthy Vons, you are scuffling around the room. Do you all, like, inspect? Do you look around? Are you just shuffling? Are there's, you talking? There's, a, there's another patch over near one of the near one of the bookcases. And so we've moved over there, and we're, we're just scuffling the shit out of that. Okay. And I'm going to reach up, and I'm going to look at a book, and I'm going to pull it out of the wall. Fucking what? So you pull out a book, and Vons, you don't secretly have strength as a prime, do you? No. Okay. You feel something drop over, like fall on you from the ceiling, Ugh. and like drape, <laughs> like drape around your shoulders. That isn't good. So what do you do? Um. You have literally something five tells seconds. me cure light wounds isn't going to help here. Five, uh, oh, oh, four, uh, Vons grabs his potion of invisibility three and drinks it. Okay. You grab your potion of invisibility and drink it. And this thing that fell on you cinches and drags you off about oh. two, three feet off the ground while tightening around your neck. Well, that's, is he I invisible? I guess it doesn't have to. <laughs> yeah, I guess he's invisible. <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> so, so you see this, uh, okay. th- this noose looking thing. Garrot, whatever, bobbing around in the air. Oh, do I still have my? Do I still have my bread knife? Uh, I guess so. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna start uh, slashing. Isn't the word? Bread knives are more like saws. So we're gonna saw at this thing. Cool. So you're invisible. The rope is not wealthy. Whatever the fuck is going on here, you see uh, the rope starting to slowly fray. I am going to call out to my psychic doppelganger. And tells him to come and take the take. I assume he's too high up for me to reach. Come and take the the bread knife out of her out of his hand. Um, you could probably jump and grab the knife. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna call the doppelganger to me too. I'm trying to get the knife out of his hand. Why? Why would you do that? That's a terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> um, Adam, I uh, I believe this is the part of the story where um the twist is revealed. The the, the twist is revealed. Oh. The haunt has begun. The, yeah. the, the haunt has come to fruition. <laughs> um, so okay. can I grab it? Uh, real quick, I'm trying to figure out if your pal can get in here because the door's closed and locked. But you all had some way in here without the keys. So, yeah. The door opens at the top of the stairs and some creature runs down. Ericene, I think you get a decent look at it. It's this like very androgynous kind of elfin looking creature, but something is just vaguely off about the whole deal. But it is also running over. That said, that will take it time. 
And I'm trying to look up how long you uh, take to drown. Drown? Well, because he's being strangled, right? Well, yeah, but there, I mean, that's like a pressure. It's a pressure thing. It's not like a. Well, yeah, it's just more that's where generally suffocation rules are listed under drowning for like how long you oh, can okay. hold your okay. breath. Okay, sorry. Sorry. It's all good. And I would have imagined the garrote to be more of a um, of a thick wire rather than a rope. Yeah, it's something strong. It can be cut through yeah. eventually. Yeah. A garrote is usually cord. Yeah, some kind of like a wire wire cord. Yeah. Guys, I'm sweating. Which like a bread a pig. knife would actually be better at cutting through than a paring knife would be, so this is a For really sure. good choice. <laughs> Not in that book. I mean, I was going to trade off that that uh, that bread knife for the paring knife, thinking like, well, what am I going to do? Cut bread? <laughs> okay, whatever. I'm just going to going to check the. Index. Yeah, we didn't have time to take Tilia's paring knife. Go. <laughs> no, we were hustling. We were really, really hustling. Oh yeah, the uh, the creature that ran inside has some sort of like small bag that appears to be dripping a little bit. Cool. What's your con score? buddy old pal my con score yeah wait are you asking me to roll no i'm asking you just what it is on your sheet oh just what it is on my sheet yeah my constitution is 13 which gives it a plus one modifier okay cool so basically we're just gonna go around robin for resolving this without doing initiative every time i think it's gonna go wealthy then vons because wealthy sort of knew it was coming and the creature entered last so wealthy you're jumping up to try to get this thing. Okay. Make a strength check. And this is going to have a penalty. This is not a saving throw. Okay. That is a nat 20. Well, I don't need to look that up anymore. <laughs> I don't think I need to. There are rules for disarming, which I forgot until I gave you instructions. Eh, whatever. Strength check makes sense to me. Because it covers you jumping up and grabbing Vons' arm and kind of tugging you down. And you're kind of half, half hanging off him, half pulling that tighter by doing so and you manage to get him to drop it and drop back down onto the ground yeah all right and he's hanging there yeah i guess i guess you kind of climbed up (laughs) (laughs) but it's a nat 20 and we've run super long so (laughs) yeah so i've i've managed to he he's so now he is hanging there probably struggling a little bit but his struggling is getting a little bit is is gradually decreasing yeah. Vons, do you have any other creative ways you can think of trying to get yourself out of this? Uh, Vons is light enough and dexterous enough. I'm wondering if he's able to like literally just climb up reverse-wise uh, mm. onto the rope, swinging himself up and gripping against the ceiling or whatever it is that's, I guess uh, that's pulling him. It's going to be like a make a dex check. Uh, that's a six plus the four on a primary attribute. You continue to struggle. Hmm. Then I think we can wrap this up. Well, theoretically, Vons could keep struggling, but, well, uh, let's see. Wealthy, do you just want to end this now and not wait for uh, the garage to... Yeah, let's go ahead and have the garage just... Or, because if, with the garage, Vons can keep struggling. Okay. And trying to do then things. Then I will go ahead and, and do what I need to do. And I'm going to take my knife, my kitchen knife that Ericene gave me, and I am going to plunge it into his chest. And I am going to pull it down, and I'm going to reach up into his chest cavity, and I'm going to pull his heart out. All right. And then I'm going to turn around, 
Yeah. And I'm going to look at Ericene and I'm going to say, I love you so much. And I'm going to go to each one of the um, points of the star. <laughs> A pentagram, you might say. <laughs> I'm going to go to the point of, of the star closest to me and I'm going to put Vaughn's heart on it. I'm going to signal to the doppelganger and he's going to give me the uh, the bag and I'm going to go yeah, to they, they another star, another one. And I'm going to put Tilia's heart on the point that point. And then I'm going to go over and I'm going to put Photius's heart on the next point. And I'm going to go over to the, the last one and I'm going to put Jaspar's heart on the last. That's four. And Jaspar's is fourth and then Grix's is the last. Speaking of hearts and Grix, uh, but you can unmute if you want make color commentary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I suppose so. Stand at the heart at the, at the at the tip of the star where I put Vons's heart. Okay, you are across the desk from Erisine right now because the I'm across the desk from Erisine. Or actually, you can just—they're all tips because it's—or I guess it's a pentagram, so there's really only like one full tip. Anyway, I have a question though. Go for it. Was I able to like initiate the mechanism? <laughs> uh, you were. <laughs> yes. It's not going to do you any good, my love. Yes, but but you do flick it and hear the all clear tone echo through the house. Okay, great. It's been probably, what, 25, 30 minutes, maybe, since we started this? Maybe a little bit longer, but yeah. I mean, it hasn't been hours. No. Yeah, maybe like half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to, there's there's components to this spell, and, and I'm going to light a, a dark fire. It's uh, it, it burns purple and casts no light. And I'm going to start invoking in an infernal language, and I'm going to start, and I, I lift my arms, and I speak a line, I drop my arms, and I speak a line, I drop my arms to my side, and I speak a line, I drop my arms in front of me, and I speak the final line, and I say, Erosine, you will love me. Erosine, as that line is said, you... Feel more than see, or like it's very translucent. You're not really sure what you're seeing at this point, because everything's pretty fucked. <laughs> As uh, some sort of being that looks humanoid, and then grows far too many arms and legs <laughs> and heads for that to be a thing anymore, wraps itself around you for a second, and then fades. And you know, that wealthy girl, <laughs> you just love her. Couldn't do anything wrong. This all made sense, and you'll never tell a soul about it. And uh, you think you two should basically run away together. And live happily ever after. Yep. And live happily ever after. I'm like, so we should, like, go to the other side of the mountain, right? We should. Okay. And so I reach out my hand. I, I go around to the other side of the desk, and I reach <laughs> out my hand, and I say, come with me, my love. I'm like, okay. <laughs> 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 this is good. The, this is the first day of our new life. Oh boy. Is this drugs? <laughs> <laughs> this is the best drugs. This is love. Oh. oh. Okay. <laughs> Are there gonna be more drugs somewhere? This is real weird. You can have I would like to let's... You can have anything you want. Okay. Are you still Wealthy? I am wealthy. Okay, cool. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. And uh, as you are walking, 
your monster friend stops for stops you for a second, uh, meets Erosine's gaze, and turns for all intents and purposes physically into Erosine in front of her, and just says, "Don't worry, I'll get this all cleaned up." Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And then I lead my love. I'm like, who are you though? You don't I'm need to worry about it, sweetheart. Yeah, don't worry about it. No, but like, sweetheart, you don't need to know. Can you tell me later though? I'll tell you everything, anything you want to know. Let's go now. Okay. Okay. And we leave. Yep. And you, uh, you head up the stairs and out the unlocked door and into, not the sunset, but, you know, basically probably just walk out. Don't grab any of seen stuff. And there's a uh, long road to the other side of the mountain that cuts through the middle that you can take, or there's various other ways to get there, but you disappear into a crowd. Hey, Erosine. Uh-huh. Your head feels like shit and you cough awake and you're in this shitty room with a giant crystal <laughs> column in the center of it and you don't know what happened. Why are you on the ground? Why does the back of your head feel wet? Why is Vaughn standing over you? Oh my god. How did you get down here? And that's where we cut. So yeah, um... Happy Halloween to our listeners and to uh-huh. my players and uh-huh. me, I guess. And uh-huh. yeah, I hope you all enjoyed it and have a good time. <gasps> let's all do a let's all do a creepy laugh to end it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's our episode. Primary attribute was imagined and brought to life by the people you've just heard. Questions, comments, feedback. We accept messenger rats, emails, and if you can compress them into a digital format, semaphore at letters at primaryattribute.com. You can also find us on social media. We're at prime attribute on Twitter. That's P R I M E, because Twitter name length issues are fun. You can also find us at facebook.com slash primary attribute pod or on Tumblr at primaryattribute.tumblr.com for only the finest of curated memes. Our theme music was composed by Aaron. Our logo was designed by Adam. Editing this week by me, Ian. It took so long, you guys. I hope you enjoy it. I am so tired. And just to clarify, in case it wasn't 100% clear from the content warning at the start, this was a horror episode. The things that happened in here are bad, and we do not endorse them. Please do not murder your friends, please do not brainwash people, and please do not engage in blood sacrifices or removing people's hearts without their consent. And with that said, thank you very much for listening this week, and we hope to see you again next time here on Primary Attribute. Yeah, I'll, you know, you can, like, lean on me and I'll, like, you know, play with your, like, little, you know, cow, cow floop. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, but this is definitely, oh, good.
The microphones Sorry. are haunted. And that's the sound it makes. Nope, that was me. Yep, that's the that sound Claudius makes when you, <laughs> when you tap him. <laughs> Looking up rules for things. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, and then Kelly headphones off. Okay. This kid's is what we call pacing. Why are we going to edit out all this dead air? <laughs>